audio is live, and we are now broadcasting. Hello, everyone. Good Sunday morning. Hello. Welcome to the bonus roll, uh, our weekly D&D Ravnica game. Uh, with me today is uh, four of my friends. Oh, am I, I'm being told I'm talking loud. How's this? Is this better? Anyway, uh, here, everyone, why don't y'all introduce yourselves while I get my notes pulled together? Hi, I'm Demage, he's like, and I'm running Grigum, monk from the Slesnia Enclave. He's like, about to be drunk monk of the Slesnia Enclave. Oh, that's right, y'all got your level threes. Mm-hmm. Grigum has seen enough of this shit. Point <laughs> keeps enough to make anyone start I drinking. Am... Rail, after you. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm Merle, I'm playing Rail, a cleric of the uh, Simic combine and i want to say happy international non-binary day to everybody out there who uh doesn't entirely fit too easy category fair dear stay hi everyone i'm uh tux and uh i'll be playing uh fair dear the uh simic ranger hey i'm sisava and i'm playing ingrid she's a golgari warlock but they call them shamans so she's a golgari shaman and um, she got her um, class feature, too. Hers is a little bit more controversial because she was borrowing her familiar, and now it's become her familiar. So she's got to go talk to her patron. <laughs> That's going to be the first time uh, she shows up on the stream, I think, if uh, we play that out. So um, in previous episodes, uh, literally every episode prior to this, you people have been trapped. In, well, not trapped at after a bit. At first y'all were trapped, then y'all found the way out and decided to stay in there for some god-awful reason uh, in a dungeon known as Coin Keep, sent to retrieve a ancient artifact that was simply called the Brass Coin. And after a number of pretty close encounters of the ghoulish kind, as well as fighting a few horrors, and uh, one... Y'all don't quite know what it was at the end, but um, several combats later ended up with y'all having two brass coins with uh, no real idea which is the real one and which one was fake. So y'all took them both with you, uh, turned them into seven, where y'all discovered, much to everyone's concern, Rail had bonded with one of the coins, and every time he got more than a few feet away from it, went blind. As well as a few other interesting effects, like extinguishing fires when he got too close. Um, a sleight of hand... A swap coin, a very hastily reversal of that decision at the behest of the party. And um, in the morning, Rail got cured of this curse. The um, connection with the brass coin severed rather painfully. And uh, y'all met the person who will be y'all your... I can talk. I English good. Uh, Y'all met the person that is going to be your liaison with the Office of the Guild Pack, one Cathal Rose Fury, a female elf bounty hunter, hired to not only help y'all run the business, but teach y'all how to run the business. I don't know why I was expecting a minotaur. (laughs) (laughs) There's been so much talk about it, but, I mean, yeah. So, uh, let's go ahead, and when we left off, left off last time, wow, that was fun to say. And it reminded me of something else. Um, Thank you, Sirenscape, for uh, providing the background music, those birds tweeting and stuff like that that the players still can't hear because I still can't figure out how to route this around. (coughs) 
<coughs> anyway, um, if you're watching this on Twitch, please follow us for more updates. The more followers we get, the better. If you're watching this sometime next week or later on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And honestly, anyone who's watching this, please just share this with a friend or two. We're really trying to get our growth on. Wait, that sounded bad. Let's just pretend I didn't say that. Um, anyway, uh, where we left off was um, Kethal. 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 K-A-T-H-A-L-L. I love elf names. <laughs> Kethal Rose Fury led you to the um, old Boros uh, outpost that was going to be half loaned, half rented to you at a very reasonable price, according to them, by the uh, Office of the Guild Pact. And Gave y'all a little tour around, and y'all requested a couple modifications and changes. Well, over the course of two weeks, she spends the next four hours every day in the morning training y'all on various aspects of running a business, whether it is fair deer being trained in alchemy supplies and problem solving, um, Ingrid being trained in um, resource management and, well, hoarding, um, Rail given a once-over on the basics of heromancy, the magic of the written word, and uh, how it applies to contracts and such, and Grigam being trained in the fine art of decision-making and not necessarily leadership, but heading in one direction and assuming everyone else is going to be following with you. Uh, Question. Yeah. Um, am I the only one that's getting gaps in uh, RGM's talk here? Like, his mic isn't fully picking up what he's saying. I may have my thing set too sensitive. One second. Let's try just... Oh, sorry about that. You people are going to see a little bit of my background. Da, 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 da. Voice and video. And there we go. I mean, now, Discord's always like, a little laggy. Like, now everything I say should be coming across. Like, um, um, ah, ooh, ee, ah, ah. Wait, no. That's yeah, a song. but it's like every time you pause, all of a sudden it just takes like a couple of seconds before I can actually hear you again. Yeah, prior to this, I had it set up so that um, it would. What's the thing for it? I would have to make a sound before it would start broadcasting, and I just went in and turned it all the way off. So every time I stopped talking to take a breath or you know collect my notes or read, wait, what did he get trained in? Uh, it reset it. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, where was I? All right. So, during the course of these two weeks, uh, y'all received the training I mentioned, but also, Cathal has a team of construction people in to revamp, and let me show you. I really should have marked one of these second, first or second. I think this is, this is a new one. The revamped offices y'all will be occupying, and I sh that should have moved y'all to it. And not really able to be shown is the upgraded locks on most of the doors. Uh, you can see that the staircase along the right side has been replaced with just a open space with a spiral staircase leading up to the second floor and then all the way up to the third to the um, roof. Uh, she got whole new beds for y'all, uh, actual chairs that match and not a barrel. Uh, a rather stocked bookcase, a few mugs, uh, a pitchers of water, and she informs you want the mid center one has some booze in it. That is a little different than I thought, because I thought we were doing the stairs at the first and then a hidden entrance to the back room. But, oh well, I guess it works. <laughs> <laughs> this is what she was able to get done. 
with uh, the team. That there were issues during the construction, like, uh, can't just put a stairway right in front of the doorway. If they put a, store, a stairway in the entrance, then it would lead right into whichever one of those barracks they are, and a number of other issues. But she carried out as many of the requests as y'all as she could. Um, so does the um, stairway go all the way to the roof? The stairway goes all the way to the roof, and she has informed you that she has set up a little um, observation post up there. Nice. And it's like, also, where's the booze again? <laughs> uh, the, there is a open bottle. It's just a decanter of, like, a brownish liquid. Like, it looks a little bit like this. Uh, the center of the uh, meeting table in the floor in the center room. I will ping it. And the other two next to it are water. She also put actual books in the bookcase, as well as documents and other information. Uh, the weapons rack has um, a bow and arrow set on each, as well as a short sword. Sorry, two short swords, two long swords, and two daggers. I call this office. I I'm in the office, the office. Uh, to the far right. So, Cathal, uh, f- oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so I'm assuming that remaining office is going to be uh, rails in the center. Uh, also, during this time, y'all are trained in, like I said, how to use your various uh, accoutrements and just how to run a business. Uh, y'all have about two weeks of downtime during this training and renovation, so anything y'all want to get done, we can get done now. And then after that, y'all have interviews to conduct to pick your two hirelings. Oh, right. It's like, we have that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, everything is okay with the map. I am going to go ahead and transition y'all back to our, uh, splash page. Sounds are we good. just going to go around and do okay. downtime next? Yep, that's pretty much it. Is uh, Y'all are on downtime until y'all are ready to go do your interviews. I Off-center, I'm off-center. Close enough to center. Okay, pull that back up. Alright, so uh, who wants to go first on downtime? If y'all aren't decided, I already kind of know, so I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I have two required downtime days for visiting my patron at the first and the end. And then um, I want to spend two work weeks trying to get Cathal to train me on persuasion. So, um, and as we discussed, I'll go ahead and subtract the gold for that on out of my funds. And then um, on the two remaining downtime days that leaves, I figure I'll um, visit Marlon and my roommate on one day. And then try to get my other two contacts to go out and just hang out on the other day. Uh, my Guildhall contact and my Azorius Arrestor contact. The girl's not out. All right. So is anyone? are you taking anyone with you or letting anyone come with you on your visit to uh, your patron? Um, if they want to visit my roommate, our Marlin, that could be a good time. I don't I think unless they ask. I would probably take them to the patron, and I'd still have to send. Um, I still have to send Watcher ahead to ask permission. So, unless anyone especially wants to go to the depths of the Undercity, I'm pretty much just heading in the opposite direction. So, yeah. my my roommate lives near the surface, though. If anyone like just wants to to do that, that's okay. Our um, as much fun as that might be, I'm afraid. Uh... Of other engagements. I, I, I kind of figured. 
All right. So, uh, what did you want to discuss with your patron, other than letting her know that you've bonded with uh, Watcher, who I don't think we've ever given the full name of. Uh, Watcher's full name is actually uh, Watcher of Lost Children and Injured Animals. So, is there anything you wanted to discuss with her other than that? Well, the whole business thing would probably be good to discuss with her because, I mean, she's aware that we did an Office of the Guild Pack task, but kind of keep her up to date on that. Let her know that I'm going to try to use that as my method of going stronger for now and give her the address for mailing purposes and stuff. That kind of thing. Speaking of mailing, you also sent that letter, right? Um, well, I wanted to talk to Marlin first, um, and make sure he thought it was a good idea, and then I would send the letter. Okay, so, um, since no one's going with you, uh, pretty much what happens at the patrons is, um, secreted only to you. Um, I'll give you the, uh, gist of it later, but, uh... The basics of it is that she anticipated you bonding with Watcher, that she uh, sent Watcher with you for that purpose, and that she encourages you to pursue outside activities that may help you grow stronger. Uh, You also have a session with her. Let me pull that up real quick. And numbers, 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 numbers. Making sound so there's not dead air because no one else is talking. <laughs> I just can't spell today, apparently. No, not wrath. Oh, maybe you should have taken a caster class. <laughs> uh, also, thanks to Sirenscape, you don't have dead air, so you don't have to do oh, that. Oh, I forgot. That's right. I enjoy these beautiful bird tweets and background sound of people talking while I frantically Google something that I thought I pulled up already. <laughs> Does anybody know how we're going to deal with that bird in the office? Uh, well, you wanted know. to train it, right? That was your plan? I, mean, I, I remember some discussion talk. of messenger birds. Okay. Good point. Uh, okay, sorry about that. Ingrid, uh, seven total. Okay. So after Ingrid goes and visits uh, her patron when she returns to cla- uh, to training the next day, she's looking a little pale and a little, like, tired, run down... Uh, kind of like she's been up all night drinking. She's also no longer enhancing her her um, hit points with necrotic energy either. So that probably is part of also why she looks really run down. <laughs> okay, so next is the training with Cathal. You already paid the gold for that. Uh, basically, what you do is uh, for the next two weeks, uh, after you stay after class with... <laughs> Sorry, that went in a weird place in my head. Uh, you stay after uh, the training <laughs> with um, I will with Cathal. You stay after the training with Cathal, and she gives you a rundown on uh, how to convince people, how to be persuasive, to um, you know, gives you the basic like how to win friends and influence people condensed version, which mostly consists of if you act like you know what you're doing, if you act with confidence if you talk with confidence be confident be like don't waver don't back up it's like that's how you be persuasive and then she basically takes you around to a few bars and has you like talk with people just literally sit and talk with random strangers to get used to it okay so after that was you wanted to visit uh maine and marlin and then you want the girls land out the next one. Is anyone going with you to visit either of those guys? Does anyone want to go out on partying? Mm, 
you know what? Now that sounds more Grigum, tempting. Yeah, <laughs> Grigum probably will come along if there's booze involved. No. Faraday, are you being the odd man out, or are you coming with as well? Uh, I guess if everybody else is going, I will too. Yeah, let's let's make a company showing of this. <laughs> okay, so your plan got a hiccup already, huh? Don't know what those. Oh well, don't mind me. Sorry. What happened? Uh, looks like the stream got interrupted for a second. It's running okay again now. Uh, let's see here now. So Ingrid's Bible. Okay, you're getting main and Marlin. And y'all are going out hanging out, or did, or was this the... No, uh, Marlon I was talking to and then sending the letter, potentially. And uh, Maine, I was visiting him and packing up because we were moving. And um, the the night out was with um, my guild hall friend and the arrestor friend. Okay, so um, when you visit uh, Marlon and then Maine, since you're going by yourself on those, I'm assuming we will also gloss over that because I don't want to do like a 15 minutes you saying and talking with me back and forth while everyone stares at us. That seems a little awkward. Uh, Maine gives you a uh, small brown pouch. Uh, and it, it he tells you during the course of your like packing up and stuff that it's uh, from the guild, uh, from the Golgari. It's a spore pouch, and you can use it to uh, seed mushrooms. Uh, Marlin, did you have something specific you wanted to talk with him about other than sending the letter? Um, just kind of uh, let him know that um, we were up there now and kind of where the headquarters are, since it turns out, you know, he's two blocks from the headquarters. So, and that he can, you know, he can check if I'm home if they have any dire emergencies there. Since those could go bad fast, I don't know. <laughs> um, I know, I realized as I was talking, I saw the flashing light. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> so, uh, you go on down to, uh, da, 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 what was it called again? Blackstorm. You go down to the Blackstorm Asylum and ask to speak with Marlin. And you are informed that uh, Marlin is indisposed at the moment and given a address that you can find him at. Tracking him down through that, you find out that he no longer uh, works at the Blackstorm Asylum, that he was fired a few weeks ago due to the escape of several patients. Um, he does give you the go-ahead on sending the letter. Okay, and I, I, can we, can I ask him if he wants to show up at the interviews? If he's not doing anything? <laughs> Uh, he would appreciate it, but probably say no that he's going to be going to apply for uh, work at a, another uh, medical facility. Not with the Simic, the Silesnia. Silencia? Silencia. That might be better suited, but that's probably good. Okay, so that leads us to uh, quote-unquote girls' night. Uh, so, Cathal, let's see here now. Cathal, Cathal, Cathal. Yeah, she has no interest in going with y'all, apparently. So, yeah, that fits with her. Da da da, lucky sees, because I can't memorize every character's name. So that's Choso, the uh, gold Medusa stationed at the Guild Hall, and Cha Maradin. Okay. Is anyone else bringing any friends of theirs, or are y'all just basically following Ingrid and hanging out with her friends? I don't think I have any friends to bring that's not among the current party, so... Not that you remember. 
I mean, plenty of acquaintances. I don't know about friends. Yeah. I mean, unless we want to bring along the director. <laughs> she just trolled for not coming. No, our director. If you I don't bring know. along, if I bring along any uh, like any friends of mine, like it'll be a com- completely different kind of party. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, <laughs> as though. a as a goblin, like with. I mean, I'm bringing a gorgon, so I mean. Yeah, like, but at the same time. <laughs> Gorgon would be better company. <laughs> oh, she's very good company. Say that again. Uh, she's very good company. We used to work together on the reclaiming cruise. I think by now, when she says that, it's pretty obvious Ingrid is Golgari, since she's yeah, saying she used yeah. to work on the reclaiming cruise. Yeah. Uh, let's say that Grigum, for the most part, has cut a lot of ties recently. <laughs> well, not recently. I mean, like, not recently. Recently, but when he made the move to be with the Slesnia Enclave, he has cut a number of old ties, as is. And it's like, I mean, don't you have ones? I was about to say, don't you have a, a Rakdos initiate that you've had contact with? He's a bartender, so I guess he'd, he'd know mm-hmm. places to drink. You could totally go and get Reeve if you wanted. Yeah, probably. That would be a good idea. It's like, have you, men- have you mentioned any time during uh, downtime what guild you're with? Hmm? Have you mentioned any time during downtime what guild you're with? Like, would we know yet? Or not really. What about my guild? Like, Has Grigam told them that he is Selesnia? Selesnia. 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 I guess I wouldn't have all that many identifying markers on me, would I? He's like, apart from like no, the signia. No, sure is it. <laughs> Because you were sent on an Undercity mission, as it's one of the Undercity guilds, you're a goblin. She assumes you're Izzet, so that's why I'm asking. She assumed I'm Izzet, <laughs> and I'm not strapped with all kinds of mechanical doodads. Um, the Izzet so. she knows in the Undercity don't usually risk too many of their good things down there while you know they're what? heading to that's lab. That's a fair point. <laughs> but, Brigham, yeah, I, the real dynamite is in your heart. <laughs> The real volatile substance is within you. <laughs> oh, okay, someone write that down. We got a merch idea for later. <laughs> well, I mean, now that he's taken third level, probably. <laughs> uh, okay, so Grigum's gonna the bring tagline for this. This is the name of like of the title of this episode. It's like the real volatile substance is within you. <laughs> I mean, I had originally named it Rose Fury since, like, she's the NPC mm. y'all going to be primarily interacting with, but I am fine with the, the volatile substances in your heart. That sounds like both a threat and a um, motivational phrase. Okay, so Grigum's bringing Reeve. Especially for the Boros. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, okay, so Grigum, you are going to grab Reeve? Yes. All right. Uh,. Well, Fear Deer, were y'all going to grab the director of your little lab? Try and talk her into going out? Yeah, we should ask. I'd like to imagine it's Fear Deer that Alright, whoever is inviting her, go ahead and make me a persuasion roll. If both of y'all are working together, one of y'all choose some person to head it and give roll with advantage. It's like a mixer. It's like, you need to get out of the lab more often. Am I the one doing this? And are you assisting, or is it separate roles, Rail? 
Rail, are you going to assist him, or are you going to ask him out, ask her out, or oh, invite her so out? Rail's providing moral support. Okay. All right, fair dear. Roll your persuasion Sorry. with advantage. Uh, fifteen. Oh, uh, she's a little reluctant, but she eventually agrees to it. Um, so yeah, I think that's pretty much like a party you guys got. Uh, my question is this: Are y'all like going low class slumming dive bars? Are y'all going to a nicest place, or are y'all going to a really nice place? Nicest? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, I'm like just thinking you shouldn't go to middle upper tier, especially since we're trying to kind of socialize with our boss. Um, you know, get some, uh, yeah. At least in the sir. Any place that can accept a goblin among their company is good with me. <laughs> okay, so, uh, that, and so, okay, y'all meet up then in one evening at, not the Lean Lioness, thank goodness, that one's always fun to remember the name of, but, um, the local bar closest to y'all is a nice-ish, nice-ish Nice-ish. Uh, my tongue is just useless today. Um, a nice-ish place called uh, the Bubbling... I cannot read my own handwriting. Uh, oh, Blackbird. Okay, wow. Why do I... Uh, the Bubbling Blackbird, which is far more random generated than I intended the name to sound, apparently. Um, I still like the Bumbling. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I say Bumbling or Bubbling? It's Bubbling. I heard... Yeah, but I heard burbling. But that I would be nice. It. it sounded like bubbling, it's which bubbling. sounds a little. What about burbling blackbird? Okay, we'll go with the burbling blackbird out of request. It's a nice uh, bar. They have like actual glasses made out of glass, tables with lamps. Um, there isn't a single human-sized table pushed in the back next to the toilet, next to the privy. There actually is, like, seating for everyone. Um, as y'all start to arrive, the first per group that arrives is uh, Ingrid, uh, a Gorgon with uh, wearing um, kind of... They're not sunglasses so much as they are just, like, um, a black uh, bit of glass kind of cut with a notch across her face to block out some of the light as she's primarily under city. And a young, like, maybe a year younger than Ingrid, um, black-haired uh, woman in, like, silver-blue robes that is uh, indicative of the Zorius Senate. Um, a little, like, teacup size like micro owl sits on her shoulder and that one this is uh Chamred. uh reeve is this lanky kind of post-teens ha- shaven one side of his head uh very you don't get to tell me what to do dad attitude who arrives not long after grigam uh, Fairdeer and Rail are the final uh, pair who arrive with a um, about mid-aged uh, female Vidalkin, bald hair, um, very clean attire, very business-like attitude. Grigum, can I have you roll me insight real quick? Absolutely. Alright, first roll of the green die. Does well, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> I did... <laughs> Rainbow die, you're up next. He's like, that's before. <laughs> okay. Uh, you think the Videlkin is, like, checking you out? She looks you over for a long period, but that's about it. Uh, 
So y'all have arrived at the Bubbling Blackbird. Y'all sit down around the group. Uh, Chai kind of smiles and waves very excitedly at like everyone that approaches. She says, hi, hi, hi. She takes her uh, little bird down and she sets it on the table and she gives it little pets and then pours out a little bird seed for it. Uh, Why do I do this to myself with these names? (laughs) Choso kind of drifts towards the back of the um, uh, area with her arms crossed, just watching. Uh, Gorgon's, uh, Gorgon's Medusa in um, Ravnica don't have snake hair. They have tentacle hair, and her tentacles are very, like, tucked back against the back of her head and held tight in almost like a business-like look. Uh, Reeve just almost immediately wanders off to go and get a drink and talk to the bartender, and uh after looking Grigam over, the director uh, wanders off to the bar as well. And uh, hey, it's y'all's friends. There's a little background music in the play going on. It's there's a minstrel um, just sitting playing a lute. There's not a lot of like raucous noise. This is one of the nicer bars, and uh, Barwon Hill is a kind of a quieter neighborhood, even though it's in the fourth district. So while it's occasionally like a war zone, it's not like bombed out war zone it's more french occupation sitting in the bar drinking waiting for the allies to arrive feeling ingrid's only having like some very light watered ale and stuff but she's um she's playing like guess that flavor and flavoring different drinks and stuff for people so kind of kind of party games cha is like very excited by this and she's like taking a sip and saw chocolate chocolate and caramel chocolate and caramel with cinnamon that's probably a lot of the ones that Ingrid would pick. <laughs> I mean, she got a flash just so she could make herself hot chocolate with mushroom powder and water. So, yeah, that's probably most of what she would pick. <laughs> Which is a trick that she can show off at the bar as well if she wants. Uh, I'm kind of thinking that Faradir, like, upon seeing the Gorgon, like, he all of a sudden, like, his tentacles and stuff are, like, slicked back and he's going to come back with this big smile. Hi, I'm Faradir. She kind of looks at uh, you through the, like, the. it's not some, like I said, it's not sunglasses, but it's as close to sunglasses as she could do on short notice. And she carefully kind of takes your hand, twists, looks at the your wrists, smiles a little, and so, Choso. Nice to meet you, Choso. I'm Faradir. Pleasure. I work for the Golgari in the, uh, you know, the guild hall. We clean up. Ah, Interesting. Me, I've worked for the Simic. Uh, I'm... I'm so very sorry. It's a living. Anchor's like bursting out laughing at that. Um, uh, am I going to... Can I do an animal handling to pet the owl? Uh, so basically you go up, greet Choso. She says, I'm so very sorry when you tell her you work. You about face and go talk to Chi. It's like, can I pet your owl? Uh, go uh, ahead. Uh, make I'm an sorry, animal. I thought we were all at a... Like, kind of a table. Y'all kind of are, yeah. but uh, Reeve wandered off, as did the director, and Choso is being mm-hmm. very much stained off in the corner, uh, standing at the ready. She, oh, okay. Yeah. She acts as a guard in the guild hall, you learn, so she's not very... I interact with people, she's very... I watch, and if someone causes trouble, I make them stop causing trouble. Okay, uh, at this point, I, I think I'm probably not going to press my luck and probably am going to kind of join the rest of the general group at large and pet the owl. Go ahead and make me an animal so, handling trick. 
that's going to be uh, um, 23, 24. Oh, okay. Like, you reach over and you pet it and it just kind of nuzzles into your hand and chirps and she's like, she likes you! Yeah, I'm just kind of doing that absentmindedly and just kind of being, uh, not, uh, you can kind of almost visually see, like, his, uh, the bright shining face kind of <laughs> not as much. And I, I think I'm probably going to be m- more listening than uh, talking and kind of absentmindedly, uh, you know, um, petting the owl at this point. Okay. So, uh, well, Grigum? You said the director was looking at me. Yeah. Uh, right? Rail and um, Faradir's director is a uh, middle-aged female Videlkin. Uh, when they arrived, she stopped, looked you over, nodded, and then continued off onto the bar. Well, that's where my friend had wandered off as well. I was like, so I think I'm going to wander my way there, too. I was like, uh, the bartender is, like, a older, like, Luxon. Like, you've seen, like, the old elephants where they start to get that, like, super gray sag. And he's just, like, sitting back there, and he's, like, with his trunk, he's reaching out and picking up glasses and putting them on the, um bar and then grabbing bottles with the trunk and then pouring off of that all while cleaning with his off, off hand. Uh, he looks up to you like kind of trumps a little What can I get for you? I say strong ale. Yeah, okay. And then he like grabs like an actual mug while his trunk goes off and grabs like a uh, pitcher, pours it with the trunk while holding the bottle, passes it to you. Um, Reeve and the director are kind of sitting next to each other, not interacting with each other, just nursing drinks. Reeve has like some sort of spirit while the director has what looks like a mixed drink of some sort. I will situate myself so that my friend is on the other side of the director. (laughs) So it's um, Reeve, director, you. So it's friend, director, me. Right. Okay, yeah. <laughs> or whichever way this So you're seeing with up. the Videlkin director gonna, between you. Yeah. And, like, and I'm going to look at the Videlkin and, like, and pretty much ask, like, so did something catch your eye or something? <laughs> she looks sad and so, ah, uh, I was just wondering about genetic damage. Oh. Uh. I've been given worse insults. <laughs> oh, no, that wasn't an insult. I specialize in genetics and muta- mutative theory, so it's always uh, interesting. Now, if you want me to insult you, I'll be more than happy to. Well, no, no, but I'm curious more about this theory. Mutative theory is uh, very interesting. It's a method of inducing random changes in the body and seeing which ones killed the subject and which ones improved the subject. Mm. I mean, it feels inefficient for it to be random, doesn't it? Uh, There's a beauty to random. If you plan for everything, then what you do not plan for is able to overcome anything. It's best to experience something that you do not expect. Like coming here and meeting people that you did not think you would meet. Right? Well, the same can be said of being anywhere. Exactly. It's all- I mean, that's what socializing is about. Meeting people you don't normally meet. Yes, but... That's a planned adventure. Yes, but sometimes you meet people that you have met before that you were not expecting. And sometimes you don't meet people you are expecting to meet. It's always random in some way. 
A uh, quick question. Um, as far as like earshot, am I able to hear all this or no? Go ahead and give me a perception roll. Okay. I am not able to hear this. Uh, let me guess. One. Uh, two. Two. So yeah. No, one. you're basically like, oh my god, this owl is so tiny and cute. Bit, bit, bit. Yeah. And fair. she's just like watching, like it's he's so friendly. So fluffy. <laughs> okay, I, I'm just saying that because parts of this conversation may be pertinent to my situation. <laughs> but, okay. Sorry for interrupting. To the effect of getting me out of the eyesight of the Gorgon, or what? <laughs> no, I mean about the random experimentation and all that stuff, and, you know, me. <laughs> so, uh, Graham's like, having Isn't a... that what you signed up for? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know. He hasn't told you this, but he does not know. Uh, so Grigum's having a conversation with the director. Rail, what's you up to? Mm-hmm. This bartender how to make it. You kind of cut off halfway through there. Right, I'm having slight... Yeah, I, um, I heard, does this bartender know how to? Okay, one moment. So while we do this, I will wait for that. I'll get a uh, couple rolls out of the way. Uh, Ingrid, as you're the one who has called this, um, go ahead and make me a charisma persuasion check, and we'll call this with proficiency since it's at the end of the thing. Okay, so just add plus two. No, I wouldn't be fully trained yet, but um, 11. 11? Okay, wow, that was more audible than I expected. Okay, um, Rail, uh, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Rail, wave at the camera if you can hear me. Still can't hear you, man. I heard a yes. Yeah, can you go- um, I heard him. Okay. That sentence came in full and clear. He's like, "All right, it's having some issues." So, uh, All what right. were you asking? Uh, uh, you were saying something to the bartender, and I missed like half of it. Ah, I wonder if the bartender knows how to make a Gibson. A Gibson? He kind of looks at you like you just insulted him, and uh, grabs. Pretty much everything using and mixes a drink using both hands as well as his trunk before sliding it to uh, you. Would it be called a Gibson? It'd be called a Gibbon. I'm sure there are people in this uh, in the oh. world name. Uh, for the uh, huh? intents and purposes of understanding what we're dealing with, I mean, uh, we can call it what it is. What we know it is. I mean, it's it wouldn't be called a guillotine on Ravnica, but we still know it would be a guillotine. We know that we don't know what Cathal's uh, weapon is, but it's shaped like a rifle, even though it, like no real rifles exist. So just for illustrative purposes, but he kind of like chuckles and slides the Gibson over to Rail. Like, Here you go. All right. Uh, Rail is really just kind of, he's that kind of quiet person in a bar who doesn't really talk much when into everybody's conversation. Yeah, so you're at the scene at the bar, so you can probably have a good chance of overhearing Grigum talking with the uh, director and see Reeve just nursing his drink and, like, talking with the bartender occasionally. Reeve is one of those guys that's, like, in a social situation, if it's more than one person around, he's very uncomfortable, and he's the kind of guy that'll have a try to have a conversation with the bartender while the bartender's working. He's super young, so we'll probably try to get him to come over and play some of, like, the taste test games at the end. Uh, so. He he eventually, like, breaks down and lets you flavor his drink and take a few sips. And uh, it turns out he actually has a really good palate and identifies most of the drinks. I mean, he is Rakdos, and they are, like, caterers and chefs, so. That one was orange. So, throughout the end of this, uh, y'all end up spending about uh, 50 gold pieces between the lot of y'all. Uh, your friends pay for a couple of the drinks, so we'll take... 
10 off of that. So 40 gold pieces, say 10 from each of y'all for a night of uh, drinking and hanging out with each other, making friends. And y'all make friends with the uh, Luxodon. Look, Luxodon. Luxodon. Wow, I am doing money walls. Uh, I'd like to think during this evening it would eventually come up that Grigum is with the Slesnia Enclave. It's like, yeah, probably, especially if you're like, I'm going to the monastery in the morning or something like that. Yeah, prob- and maybe the conversation with the director over, you know, forcibly creating random change rather than letting it occur naturally. It's like, over time, allowing the body to build up. The ability to handle like these changes and so so on and so forth, like the kind of just postulating, throwing ideas at, back and forth at each other, of, you know, of you know, rapid evolution over you know, slower methodical evolution. <laughs> okay, so uh, y'all meet the uh, Luxodon named Oslo, O O S L O. Oslo. Okay. And he is the bartender and owner of the. Burbling? Is that what we decide on? Burbling. Burbling black blue. Some kind of... Just making a note, because I have to write him up and insert him into all of y'all's Bibles uh, now. Uh, end of the night after the discussion, the director kind of, like, claps Grigum's shoulder and says, Good working with you again, Grigum. And walks off, uh, patting Rail and uh, Fair Deer, and says, Don't forget to stop by and check up on your assignments during your new work. She kind of waves to Ingrid and the rest and heads off. Uh, Reeve kind of, like, claps a uh, hand on, like, as close to Grigum's back as he can get and says, Thanks for having me out, man. I kind of need to get away from all this shit uh, before leaving. <laughs> yeah, not to worry. It's like, business will be up and running in no time. Joso, uh, she kind of doesn't say goodbye to anyone. But y'all notice she leaves about halfway through the night. She did drink a little, but she was very much, uh, I'm going to stand and hang out, literally hang out with my friends, but that's about as much as she's involved as she wants this to keep going. She's like, let's do a sleepover. Let's do a sleepover. You know what? I have the beds. After the, like, the director leaves, like, Grigum has a moment to wait a minute, again. <laughs> Because she said, nice working with you again. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, was that anything important? Or is that was that just a slip of the tongue for you? Uh, are you going to roll insight? I will roll insight. I just wanted to know, out of character real quick, whether that was purposeful or not. Uh, how's a 90? <laughs> like, was- I've been drinking, so I'm expecting not to have caught it immediately. But Grigum, uh, you assume that that was a slip of her tongue. Like, as, like, heard pretty much just saying, you know, like, it's nice working with you. Like, she probably said, it's nice working with you probably earlier on and then just said it again. It's like, sure. This is near the end of the renovation, so we wouldn't necessarily have the beds yet because it's oh. during the two weeks. So, yeah, fair. Sorry. Didn't think about that. I mean, Ingrid could go hang out with her, but probably we can't invite her over. I mean, there's plenty of places, there's hotels. I mean, this is like a in slash tavern they got rooms you could probably get one for inexpensive you could go and uh get uh a place to stay on your own you could go back to her place your place one of the other's places that's up to y'all what y'all do um if she's up for it i'll go visit her place for a sleepover okay so y'all uh if it's just you uh you end up taking the um 
Anyone else going with? She invited the whole group. She's like, let's keep this going. Let's go. Let's go f- do sleepover. Oh, why the hell not? Yeah, if it ends up being more people, if she doesn't have a big place, we might need to get uh, get a room here. That would probably be better. I don't know how big her place mm-hmm. is, so I'll ask. Oh, no, like, we can go to my place. Yeah, that's no problem. Yeah, Graham is of half mind about this. On the one hand, it's like he's no stranger to being packed like sardines in a room. It's like, so he's not he's no stranger to the idea of sleepovers. <laughs> but at the same time, he realizes he's not among similar company as himself. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. is it a faux pas for a goblin to be involved in a sleepover of other creatures? <laughs> Of the races. Oh, come on. And Peridir is going to take uh, want to join. Um, a small uh, researching um, thing on um, Gorgons named uh, Choso and what are their likes and dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> We'll cover but, that during your. But day, are huh? you going? Are you going to visit her and stay with the owl? Is the main question right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking like okay, so. I think that it's been known that like she's a friend of you and the other person, and they're like, "Let's hang out together." And right now, Faradir is like, "Yeah, that's a great idea." Although the friend you're interested in already went home. Right. The, okay. the, this is the intel gathering portion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just realized we're going to be rooming with a couple of people. Tentacles. <laughs> Uh, just him. Yeah. Just so you notice, I didn't drink anything. We'll say it was water, but I didn't drink anything, so everything is... <laughs> this isn't the Gorgon Guild Hall friend, because that would be maybe a more dangerous sleepover. And this is yeah, the Azorius Arrestor friend. Unless she, unless she uses those blind... Like, <laughs> no, uh, Gorgons Whatever actually uh, have to actively want to uh, turn you to stone in Ravnica. It's no yeah, accidental right. look. Yeah, I understand that, but okay. at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, so um, everyone who's going with uh, Chi to uh, her place uh, piles into a uh, is it sub-tram? Because she lives in Precinct 1, and so y'all spend about an hour and a half at subsonic speeds. Uh, traveling to um, Precinct 1, and then to literally the Zorius Guild Hall, and then up to Chi's apartment, which is maybe 40 by 40, with a bed in one corner, a small kitchenette, a sink, and a shower through one, and, like, just bird paraphernalia, owl stuff all over the place. Like, literally, she comes in and there's more furniture for her pet owl than there is for, like, the rest of y'all. The owl even has, like, a little wardrobe with a shawl and, like, a skull cap on a uh, owl dummy for her to dress up. Uh, that's the size of a two- to three-bedroom house, so pretty nice apartment. She's actually fairly high up in the uh, Azorius. Yeah, like, but... she's um, one of the captain arresters, so she doesn't actually go out and arrest people anymore. She did two years ago when you first met her, but over the past several years, she has focused on working her way up, and she now it directs, like, several captains. Good for her? Hey, first off, wow. Secondly, uh, I think Grimm himself is wowed by how the first district is like. 
Like, this is probably the first time he's ever been to the first district. <laughs> Same for Ingrid. Like, like the first district, uh, the first precinct is really nice. Uh, this precinct, precinct also has, like, the office of the guild packed in it. Uh, and several, this is, like, the Beverly Hills of, um, Ravnica. There is, like, you know, it's $500 a night hotel, uh, 500 gold a night hotel rooms here. So y'all spend the night <clears throat> at Cheese. She basically has y'all play dress up with her owl. Um, she's just very bubbly and energetic and genuinely happy to be spending time with people that's not under her direct command. And by the time y'all wake up in the morning, she is gone, and so is the owl and that little owl outfit that she had set out. Um, before that. <laughs> Can I make some inquiries as to where she's getting all the custom owl clothes and things? Uh, yeah. Ask anything you want. Just... Hello, Theodia. How can I... Wait, no, that's Chosel. How can I help you? Hi. Um, well, see, I have a pet myself, and I, I, I see you obviously care a great deal for your pet. Um, I was wondering about the custom clothes, because... Oh, I made them! I made them all. Well, not the hat. I had someone help me with the the uh, skull cap, but I made all the cloth. I did all the sewing and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I make, like, lots of little costumes for him. That's very interesting. Um, well, I mean, I guess everybody likes to have a hobby, right? Oh, yes, I love him so much, and he's so patient and kind and sweet and cute, and he does, a, like, the little chirp, and he hops on his one foot back and forth when, uh, like, there's music around. I know. Yeah, well- can Watcher dress up with him and put on a cape? She has a cape that would fit Watcher. She gives, she happily, so, oh, you can have it, you can have it, I can always make another one. And it is a purple and gold cape. For some reason now I imagine that they dress him up so that now he looks like the dragon from Mulan. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Mushu? She ties like a little bow onto his poison stinger. Oh my god. So, anyway... <laughs> At the mention of music, uh, Grigum remembers he has a pan flute on him, and just starts idly playing a few notes. <laughs> oh, okay, go ahead and make me a performance roll. Absolutely. Here's like... uh, oh, wow, I'm actually trained in performance. Oh, right, because of, it's like, yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, just idle playing with a five. <laughs> You're just, like, like, kind of, like, noting, I think. It's not like great, but it's background sound. It's like someone. It's like someone trying to play. It's like someone trying to play harmonica, but all they know is to blow out and blow in. <laughs> yeah, you're basically just got games. two notes. Yeah, you're. Imagine, sorry. Go ahead. I know what I'm going to say. I was imagining like a very slow, painful, like smoke on the water, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, is that you're basically doing scales, <laughs> but still enough to get the little bird, like, hopping on one foot and then the other, and it's like, <laughs> making sounds at you. <laughs> I am petting the owl. <laughs> oh, it loves it when uh, you pet it, it just kind of leans into it and rubs its head back and forth. I did not expect this game to be everyone playing with the pet owl. I'm fine with that, though. Uh, honestly, I was planning on casting Speak with Animal okay. to talk with the owl. I mean, if you want to. <laughs> you develop all these NPCs. Everybody's just communicating with the it's owl. It's an owl. It's hey, adorable. No telling what kind of Azorius secrets this owl has. It's seen things. So you're going to go ahead and cast Speak with Animals on it? Yeah, why not? 
The spell fails. See how it feels about the situation. Oh. It's not an animal. Ah, interesting. I'm going to Aww. keep that information to myself. Um, out of character fair here, Mouse feels really squeaked out about this and hopes that consent was fully <laughs> made during all these interactions. Huh. Oh wait, no, no, I'm sorry. I miss I I for, I misremembered how speak with animals works. It works, but it doesn't work on the owl. So watcher? No, it doesn't work on watcher either. So if that's it uh, for the sleepover and stuff like that, as y'all are heading out in the morning, you can hear Cheese uh, down in like the courtyard as y'all are heading out of the guild hall. So, All right, get in line, get to work, and get these cases solved. So. All right then. <laughs> I went too long without seeing her. She's such a sweetie. All right. So. I'm like a woman who could be direct. Oh, oh, oh. I'll say that when she really wants to unwind, she unwinds. <laughs> you have a new favorite NPC, don't you? Ingrid. <laughs> okay, so, uh, moving on. Uh, Grigam, let's do your background, uh, downtime stuff. Alright, I was like, now I mentioned before all this started that I was looking to maintain contacts, and more importantly, it's like, I'm looking to become a evangel like for the conclave like, okay so um since i think it was offered to me it's like it's less it was offered to you and it was made known that this is a position that's available if you wish to apply for it it's less like hate it one of two that were yeah. presented to me like, uh the evangels and... are on the more go out and talk to people about the good parts of the selesnia 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 conclave uh, mm-hmm. So you're very much a Slesnia hype man if you go for that. Yes, but more importantly, he's like unlike, uh, say, what was the other one? Means we'll definitely know what guild he's from now. Uh, the other one was more martial. You would be protecting the garden. Yeah, yeah. The the votary. He's like yeah. the votary is is a you know I must be at the garden protected kind of position, which even though. I can technically apply for that. It, like it would play at odds with me being in a completely different district. It's like, yeah. Well, pretty- there is an apple. There is a uh, Celestia Conclave Garden there. That's where you would have to go to talk to. Um, anyway, it's at the outer edge of the Barwon Hill district. But yeah, the Evangel though, like, would allow me to be more. Like, it would be more socially acceptable of me being more out and about. Outside of the usual like places yeah. for the conclave, and, like, and on top of that, it gives me a way to pretty much just be like, "Hey, you're done on your luck, right?" And it's like, "Look, I know a place you can go to get some help." And it's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is this that right. into work that into my usual investigations as well, where it's like, okay, business, 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 and it's like, okay, aftermath. Let me, let me lead these people this way so that they probably can get help in life, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I, I could kind of, like, like, imagine, like, Grigam is almost like a troubled youth counselor. Almost kind of position, <laughs> like... Have you considered <laughs> not being rack- worshipping a demon? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's like, I bribed the other guy with the, with the job, so... <laughs> okay, so, um... You're going to go to a the job app. with excitement, like, yeah. but a job. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did actually promise him to hire. So I guess that yeah. would take care of one of your hirelings, or y'all may have to hire him off the books. We'll see. Anyway, uh, okay. So you're going to go to the monastery. Uh, what else did you have mm-hmm. planned for your downtime? Uh, pretty much just maintaining contacts in general. <laughs> All right. Are you inviting anyone along with you to uh, the monastery, or are you going solo? I mean, like, who would even be interested in joining me to the monastery? Asking in character, even. <laughs> like, I probably like, can't because of the training, because that pretty much takes up my time with visiting my patron, too. So. Yeah, pretty much it's like, hey, I'm heading off to the monastery. Anyone coming with me? Um, wait, is this Anyone like day you? one? Uh, this is at an indeterminate point during the thing. Uh, it's not necessarily yeah. after the um, like, carousing, but it's not necessarily before it either. We're um, being a little timey-wimey. Just that. Yeah. Uh, just that the party is a definite. the the party The party itself is a definite moment where everyone knows that I'm part of the conclave. Like, yeah. This takes place before one or two people you have already known, but yeah. Get, basically, um, just um, TLDR. Uh, I want to visit with my um civic person but if i'm assuming like time has passed that i've done that then uh i would probably go along yeah this is all very much happening simultaneously over the course of two weeks just like on this day on this day on this day but we're not like saying it down it's like this happened on tuesday this happened on the fifth this happened on the sixth yeah i probably i think fair gear at this point um my kind of internal logic is is that so now i'm representing all guilds i probably need to get more exposure with the other guilds to sort of make sure i'm doing that if that makes sense out of character i totally told you fair is the most likely to defect <laughs> okay so um fair is going with grigum uh ingrid's Pretty much busy going to bars with uh, Cathal and being forced to talk to people. Uh, Rail, are you coming with or are you staying behind? I'll stay behind on that one. All right. So uh, the trip to Apple Oak Monastery at the southern portion of the Barwon Hill neighborhood is close enough that you can walk, but far enough away that you could take the um, is it subterranean transport without being stared at by people that are like, you're only going for one stop, really? Um, either way, whichever way y'all arrive, you come to a large uh, oak tree set at the back of this verdant green po- um, park with a tree trunk and branches extending out in almost a kind of makeshift wall around the edge of it. Leading with a garden path leading up to a central opening inside, in like worked into the tree trunk. There's bushes and trees just lining the path. As y'all walk by, a few of them like twitch with little strands reaching out towards people that walk by just to have it retreat. Uh, going into the entryway, there are two stairs that sweep up into the back into the upper floors with the large central chamber with a low um, ceiling. There is a moment of quiet, a few of the guards on the up on the stairs looking down at you before the wood of the ceiling bows down and extrudes into this um, slim humanoid figure with this pale green skin with um, blindfold across the eye suspended from the ceiling with uh, vines wrapped around their body holding the arms in place. He's a 
Grigum, have not seen you in a long time. Glad to have you once more. Mm. And you recognize this... Oh, sorry. You recognize this as uh, the uh, dryad uh, that... Hold on, I can never remember, like, the actual words, because they're all fancy. This is the Voda, the dryad leader of the Apolog Vendari, um, Galoris. G-A-L-L-O-R-I-S, also known as the Bound Druid. I'll have to ask for that spelling later. Okay. okay. Again, and it's pronounced how again? Galoris. G-G-A-L-O-R-I-S. It is a pleasure to be back again, Galoris. So we have heard much of your doings and your comings, and the family is glad and well. And this is coming from a this is coming from a figure suspended from the ceiling, like not able to actually see you, and arching their back to like direct their uh their blindfolded face at you. So, meanwhile, I'm like three foot seven, so I have to arch back as well to look up at them. (laughs) I see you have brought a friend with you. Is this a new convert? We sense a great taint Uh, within him. uh, He's just visiting for now. Like. Maybe he'll convert, maybe not, but without exposure, like, we'll never know. I'm just trying to improve my knowledge of Ravnica. That is always a good endeavor. How can we help you, Grigal? I am looking to become an Evangel. The figure kind of stops for a moment and almost hangs limply as if it's communicating with something and, like, not paying attention to the body. Before it stiffens again and twists around and turns its face to look at Faraday. Is this your first one? Maybe. We and we can fix what is bros. Very well, Grigum. As Voda of the Apple of Vendari, I anoint you as Evangel of the Silencia Conclave. Go forth and spread our welcome. I bow deeply at this. Stops for a moment and turns its head to the side as if listening. Visit often. There are not as many as angry as there once were. We love our children. Uh, maybe so, but I think first I have to learn to love myself. Okay, so uh, are you going to do anything else at the monastery? I guess check it out a bit. I'm not entirely sure. Like, get a little more familiar with the local monastery. Like, okay, so the monastery sure. is broken down into four general areas. There's the garden that y'all walked through uh, with the hedge path. Off of the path is uh, areas of meditation and training. Um, inside is the Dryad's Chamber, which is the first entryway, which is where people commune or with um, Matt Celestia or talk with Galoris. Uh, up the staircase, Spiral goes to the second floor, which has a dining area, um, a meditation area, and a uh, few other, like, you know, interaction mess hall common rooms. There's another set of stairs that lead up along the inverse of that to the third floor, which is just a series of, like, small, uh, like, coffin hotel apartments, like, maybe three foot by four foot. You can crawl in, get a nap, rest. Uh, There's, like, a place where you can store your stuff here, but a big thing with this um, monastery, because it's a monastery, not just an enclave, so monks are trained here for the Selesnia is a divestment of material and goods, so there's not a lot of storage space here. Hmm. 
but that's it. It's the the garden, the dread chamber, the common room, and then the um the capsule uh the capsule apartments. All right. So, barring anything that could cause all-out war between the guilds, this is a good place to fall back to should something happen. As a member of the Slesnia Conclave, uh, you're guaranteed healing as long as you provide any necessary material components, and they will shelter you from law if, like, the Azorius are coming to arrest you for some reason, and you're like, this isn't my fault. They will, like, okay, stay up on the third floor, we'll send them off. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I can definitely see the. Uh, I was like, uh, what are they called again? I was like, the law people. I was like, uh, the arresters? The Azorius Senate is the people the that Azorius. are. Yeah. Azorius. Uh, yeah. The Azorius. I can see the Azorius just dropping by and it's like, stop. Like, <laughs> when everyone stay where you are. I was like, we need <laughs> you to fill out paperwork. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I could also see that, that as an entire place filled with monks, they probably would dissuade people from sticking around with stuff like Like, you know from recent history, the Rakdos set up a carnival outside the Apoloke and tried to push in with, like, some giants and trolls to set up a stage in the garden, and they ended bloody. Yeah, in more peaceful, peaceful, like turn away is it'd probably be more like put no barriers between you and where you are. Yeah, but to be Which fair with the Rakdos... Oh, sorry. Just a lot of stuff like a lot of stuff like confusing sayings like that when instead of saying stuff like, take off your boots, please. <laughs> yeah, that and like, we are love, please embrace us, uh, please accept this embrace as they are curb stomping someone. The sun is warm. <laughs> the wind blows gently. The grass is like... Shimmers in the breeze. <laughs> it's like, Something like that. No stomp. bull can hide here. <laughs> stomp. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, Fair Deer. I don't know about um, If we're done with Grigums, uh, what do you want to do for your downtime? Uh, the first thing I want to do is check in um, along with Kay, um, because Kay needs regular check ins. Okay. Starters, and also just to kind of. Um, I'm not sure how much my director knows. Um, is aware of all the guild stuff, so I'm probably going to make sure that I give like a debrief and that sort of thing. Okay. Um, are you dropping chaos for the treatment that you were thinking about? Yeah. Alright. Um, I, I mean, like, in character, I'm thinking that he he's initially going there to, um, you know, debrief and all that, finds out, hey, actually, you have this service available now. Because you then, uh, ranked up. They made you a technician, officially. Right. And then, which is part of the reason why he invites the director <laughs> over for drinks is because it's like, hey, I just got a promotion. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, um, he drops K off and just sort of out of character. That's also one of the reasons why, um, Fair Deer may be a little more clingy <laughs> right now is because K is kind of off in the labs and... Okay, so we'll get that knocked out in a second. Is there anything else that you were going to do with your downtime other than, like, the carousing with Ingrid? Um, I mean, as part of his routine, he probably does, like, regularly, like do um archery practice and like um i guess like the equivalent of going to the gym yeah but um that's just basic like training like 
work out, do a run, do cup, shoot a couple errors, make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I can't really think of him doing anything of uh, mechanically of note. Okay. Uh, so for the first part with the case treatment, uh, well, I'm assuming that it, are you bringing anyone with you to the lab, or is this just like a hey, I'm going to check up, uh, drop K off for his checkup? Uh, honestly, he would probably be of the uh, mindset that anybody other than Rail, he would not really want to come back there. Um, I'm thinking that it, it's not exactly a visitor-friendly area, <laughs> um, so. So I don't know if Rail's there or not. Uh, that's I up mean, to I would very, I'd like to. Okay. So uh, you, Rail, and Kay descend the elevator into the underground lab under uh, the Pearl Plaza. The oddly sculpted uh, combination uh, park created by the Slesnia and the, um, the Simic that looks like you're walking through an underwater area with the, like, the little holographic, fi- uh, the little illusionary fish that swim along with you as you walk down the uh, passageway. You duck behind the uh, secret uh, tree entrance and ride the elevator down. Um, this whole room is the I'll merge into is just filled with like specimen cages lining one side of the uh, wall. A lot of like the cages are empty now. Uh, most of the equipment is kind of shut down. Uh, there's still that. There is still a little uh, upside down fish bowl with a goldfish in it, with tarantula legs skittering around, being bathed in some sort of like radiant energy, like right next to the entryway. Uh, the director is nowhere right. to be found, but one of the other technicians is there and checks over the paperwork, and it's a young like elf with like gills on the neck that like when he talks he's like i can't hold on let me try and see if i can do this again okay so you are dropping him off for checkup and augmentation yes got it in Dagon. ah um sure he wasn't expecting the augmentation part but he's like yeah yeah that 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 one <laughs> okay augment uh go ahead and roll me 1d6 two two and then roll me 1d8 Six. Six? So, okay, you come back in two days, and I will have him ready for you with new care instructions, okay? Okay. Uh, are you good with your augmentations? Are you breathing okay? Uh, do you have good vision? Do you want better underwater vision? Can I see some pamphlets on that one? (laughs) It's a very new procedure. You want... Um, is that covered by the guild? Yes, yes, it is covered by guild. Uh, if you get new vision, it will take three days for new eyes to come in. But you not need eyes, so I take eyes now? So I'm going to be able to pick up K in, uh, you say two days? Yes, yes, two days. Okay, no underwater eye surgery on K. Okay, on you? Mm. You watch for a second, and this like big slime bubble just kind of expands out of the neck, and then retracts back in. And one of his eyes like goes. Uh, not today. Maybe later. He's uh okay. You lay down on table now. I take eyes and put in new eyes when you come back. 
to rail. Oh, come on. A little self-experimentation never hurt any. Just, just be being trained blind when you go back for your four hours every day, and you'll have to get an escort to and from. The rail. Uh, read any good books lately? It, it, the researcher holds up a very sharp-looking scalpel with, like, a barnacle growing on the side of it. And it's all, table, yes? No. I think Ferry is a little, uh, he's a little surgery shot. Eh, is okay. He naps sometime. Well, you can get the surgery. You know how it goes. Okay. It's like, you're definitely moving to the new building, right? <laughs> right. Um, I did actually want to add, uh, I know we're working on kind of a, uh, not too solid time scale. Would I be able to use medicine to brew up a uh, hangover cure to bring in for the direct for uh, whatever you know the day after the carousing? Can you cast lesser restoration? I don't believe I can. I think I get that next level. I don't think I get lesser. Okay. Hey, um, yeah, not uh, yet. Uh, Fairdare's being trained on alchemy. Maybe he'd be able to help. Sure, it'll either cure her hangover or turn I mean, her hair pink. <laughs> Which she doesn't if, have. If y'all want to work together to make like a hangover cure, we can do this as the next day. Uh, <laughs> I would oh, want. It was just a thought. Okay. Uh, I would want if you're working with Faradir for alchemy. I would have a alchemy check from Faradir and a medicine check from you. If it's just you, I would like just a medicine check. Uh, Faradir, you want to uh, want Emma? Went want in? Uh, I can definitely assist in medicine. So you're not like alchemically creating solutions to hangover. You're basically not like this won't my kill a person. Potion on a bo- on my boss. I'm more probably going to test it on like lab rats. You know, people that wow. won't have me fired. A scuttlefish. That's what the little goldfish Seven. is called. A scuttlefish. Seven. Yeah. Okay. You basically. What? No, let- no, no. I didn't roll yet. I didn't roll. Oh, yet. okay. I was going to say. No, I was saying, says the uh, researcher with tentacle. I was about to say, you, you rolled a seven? Oh, this is going to be great. Okay, uh, go ahead and make I your roll. rolling. Okay, so rolling medicine? Yeah, with advantage. You know what? I am going to use guidance on myself before this. Because <laughs> yes, because it's why? our boss, and we want to make a good impression. <laughs> oh. so first off, uh, that is a 21, 24. No, 20. 23. Okay, 23. So, uh, you start with, like, the whole, okay, hangover cure, raw egg, spicy stuff, and then you go, like, mad scientist with it, and by the end of it, you have this frothing purple-green concoction that you put in a in a jar, and it's like, you take a sip, and it's like, that's actually really hydrating. How? <laughs> He drinks it and it's like, hey, my knee's good now. <laughs> so you leave that for the boss. Um, y'all come to that. Actually, next. only the drops in my foot and my athlete's to- to- toe is cured. <laughs> and now I can swing on key. Better than pennies, yeah. So uh, y'all come back two days later and the same technician is there. He brings out K. He's like, here is K. He is a very good boy. Uh, do not let in direct sunlight for more than four hours. Oh my. Was he going to get sunburn? Or... Yes. Possibly explode. Not sure. Might have ex- a good dog explode. And be poor research. Uh, pro- and y'all... You're muted, uh, you're muted, Fair Deer. 
Thank you. Um, so by sunlight you mean his skin, right? Yes! Do not let in direct sunlight. Okay, so, um, we may need to, if only we, we knew a person that, uh, makes, uh, animal clothes as a... <laughs> and another thing is, like, you look at Kay, and he looks exactly the same. Like, there's okay. no visible change. Okay. He's a, and fully done. All good. Upgraded. Okay. I will pet K and, uh, wait, does he still have the meat thing? Oh, no, meat is fine. Meat is fine now. Uh, just keep out of sunlight and give time for the ink to recharge afterwards. Ink? Yes, gave, um, ink pouch. Allow escape from predators. I'm not gonna ask where the ink comes out of. How is that going to, okay. Dang it. You got I was looking for I'm the characters, but okay. Yeah, y'all rolled Ink Cloud for him. So let me read this for you. While underwater... Okay, I'm not... Works can, water. Yeah. While underwater, can use a bonus action to expel a cloud of ink and then move up to its speed. The Ink Cloud is stationary and fills a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point in its space before it moves. The sphere is heavily obscured until the ink disperses after one minute. A strong current also disperses the ink cloud. So, you have a dog that can squirt ink underwater now. If it, do it really online? practices, no. can it be like a skunk? No. Yeah, oh, cause, like, I was wondering, can he, like, I understand how the physics of the cloud works, but can he squirt ink at a, per- can- at a like, enemy's face? And blind them. Maybe with some training. Okay. Like, I was like, oh. really? When you rolled a six, I was like, that is absolutely no, useless. Absolutely useless, yeah. E- equally important question. Can he squirt ink, squirt ink into, say... Uh, you cut off at the end of that. Into... Could he squirt ink into, say, inkwell? It's an organic ink. It's not like, like to... writing ink. But, yeah, probably oh, with some training. On. Right with squid ink, I'm pretty sure. Already the documancer. <laughs> It'll be a nice way to... Uh, you could also apparently cook with squid ink. I forgot about it. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give, like, if this doesn't work out, because this is just ridiculous. Um, as a DM, I'm saying this is ridiculous. I personally love it. Uh, when you level up again, I will let you bring him in and do, like, another roll on his adaption sheet to see if they can swap that out for something more useful than Ink Cloud. But, yeah. uh, yeah. <clears throat> doggy paddling, and then all of a sudden, pfft, a cloud of ink, well, and the dog will paddle like through. I'm about the no sunlight thing. That That's kind of a problem. That's four hours. No more than four hours, though. Maybe with the reroll. You never know. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, at this point... Doggy, uh... We'll get him a doggy. Like yeah. a little coat. Yeah. I mean, I mean you can get cloaks. Excellent. Cloaks are typically misshapen enough that I'm assuming you could probably work out like kind of almost like a doggy hoodie. <laughs> you gotta teach him to walk on hind legs, get him a get him like people clothes. Anyways, we'll we'll figure that part out. Um I'm a little deer stop loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh so we're at um Meryl, you are going to have to run in like an hour and a half if I'm remembering correctly. So let's go ahead and take it's two a, o'clock. Yeah, well, two o'clock and yeah, that's about one o'clock on my clock. So uh, yeah. Easter time. Yeah. So it's let's go ahead and take a fifteen-minute break here. Uh, 
get a snack, stretch your legs, stuff like that, um, since this is the halfway point. And then when we get back, we'll do uh, Rails downtime. And then if we have enough time left over, we'll do the um, interviews and whatever else. And then once Meryl has to run, we'll stick around and do a QA session uh, with anyone in the chat. Um, everyone who's watching us, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Please uh, follow us. Please share us with a friend. Uh, if you have any friends that would be interested in asking some questions about about D&D or uh, of a Dungeon Master or our players, uh, pull them in, get them ready to ask some questions, and maybe they'll enjoy the rest the other half of the show. Uh, we'll be back in about 15 minutes or so, so uh, catch up with you then. Love you all. <laughs> we are back. Hello, everyone. Wow, we got a lot more people in the chat room than we did when we left. Um, everyone who just came in, uh, welcome. We're about halfway through. We're going to be ending a little early because in about an hour, Meryl has to uh, run and take care of some stuff. But uh, me, uh, Demage, Ziziva, and Tux will be staying after to answer any questions y'all may have. So uh, let's get back into it. We finished... Oh, sorry. Ignore that. Anyway, uh, we let's see here. Over the course of the past two weeks, uh, we've done things like Grigum being anointed as an evangel for the Selesnia Conclave, uh, someone offering to cut out Faradir's eyes for him and give him new ones in a few days, um, Faradir's pet dog being given a ink pouch, super useful for a land-based creature, um, Ingrid visiting her patron, training with a rather angry elf who is also helping them run their business, and then having a girl's night out with several guys, which led to a sleepover and conversations about costumes for pets, and an awkward realization that her pet owl is not actually an owl. And also, one of my last couple days would be visiting my patron again, so yeah. Ingrid will look rather... Oh, right. Hungover and rough again near the end. Uh, that one's not nearly as bad. That's just a three. All right, so uh, we've gotten everyone else's downtime. So, uh, Rail, what did you want to do for your uh, downtime during these two weeks? So I have two things, one of which uh, I would be very happy to have assisted. The other of which Rail is going to be doing... Okay, you're still breaking up a little bit bit i got the first part of each of those sentences uh one rail is going to be happy to have people along with and the other one he is going to want to do solo i'm assuming is what you're saying yes okay so what's the first one so if i happen to have relatively intact brain mm -hmm. that we uh brought out of that uh, that i'm going to see what deck or what recent okay he's breaking up a lot can did anyone else catch that I think you wanted to see what made it, like, research the creature. Oh, okay. What what made it tick? Oh, okay. So are you experimenting on the brain itself, or are you doing research on, like, the creature? I was thinking dissection. Dissection? All right. So <laughs> we're breaking open out. those surgeon's tools. I'm probably there and assisting. Is anyone else going to be there or assist or anything like that? I can always use help from anybody who doesn't mind getting a bit of... Uh brain fluids on I only um is this that why don't we do this in the simic lab labs where we have all the proper equipment cuz that's a, certainly a very safe place no one certainly is going to just up and steal your things <laughs> okay so uh y'all being researchers in the simic uh combine uh 
do have access to a lab on request. Uh, they set you up with just a basic dissection table. And um, in addition to the surgery tools that you previously found in CoinKeep, they have a couple more advanced tool sets if necessary. But uh, what are you trying to find out about it? The source of its psychic power or... Pretty um, figure out, was it a natural creature? Was it something that was experimented on to make it buzz? Okay. And if so, yeah, did those experiments give it a Because mm. that was not something I'd like to figure again. Yeah, that was a, uh, a pretty tough fight for you. Okay, let's see. So we'll go ahead and say this is research. Uh, dun, 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 you already have most of the tool sets, so probably not that much. Uh, a cost, I will go ahead. Go ahead and let's see now. Make me an intelligence check with your medicine proficiency, if you have medicine proficiency, and add plus three to it from the high-quality Simic laboratory that you have access to. With advantage. And with advantage. Can I use... Uh, can, with advantage. Can I use guidance on my... Uh, this is too drawn out for you to, like do it with a single casting of guidance. This represents like right, several so hours of like checking how things are, researching, checking diagrams, cutting, stuff like that. Okay. So, intelligence. Well, medicine. Ugh, medicine. Oh, medicine. Yeah. You're so... rolling your medicine based on intelligence. I, with, I don't remember if it's no, medicine's normally based on intelligence uh, or wisdom. But it, in this case, it's... Medicine is usually... Yeah. A me it's intelligence. Okay. Okay. Uh, Basically, you're using an off proficiency. It's like using strength for intimidation as opposed to charisma if you're a big guy and you're smashing bottles. Okay, so the higher roll was 12. 12? Um, intelligence, bon intelligence bonus is plus 1. You plus 3 for the, uh, uh, for the lab. 12. So. And you have proficiency in medicine as well, don't you? Yes. Yes. So, so that brings up to 15. All right, so... You can ask two questions about this, and I will answer truthfully. Okay. What a naturally occurring creature? Uh, it is not necessarily a natural occurring creature. It's uh, what's classified as a horror. Um, several guilds use various kinds of horrors. Most notably, the Golgari use skittering horrors in many of their reclamation and uh, rot farms. And, um, not Golgari, what, what is the other one? The Rakdos use a kind of shadow horror in many of their, like, haunted houses. And the second question is, would I be able to... You cut off at the end of that. ...reproduce... Oh. Well, I was... Uh, would I be able to reproduce this thing's ability test at? Not at Say if this... I want to make a second... Uh... Not at this stage, with your level of knowledge, you could pass it on to other people and see if higher ups with more advanced access to more advanced technology would be able to integrate it into a Karasis. But at your current level, you can't really foster that genetic mutation horror, whatever it was that gave it that psychic power. Um, not effectively, not long-term, and not without severe, severe negative consequences. Okay, but a useful, uh... It's definitely useful information, and you record the information on, like, 
the brain structure and how it functions and stuff like that for future notes. All right, so that's your research. Uh, what else did you want to do? You said the other one was private? The other one is more private. Yeah. So, Rail is take advantage of some uh, uh, spells and abilities that he hasn't used and that lovely... What's it called? Oh, it's good many fashion. And he's going to go out into the library in the city and see if he can dredge up information of who exactly Ryball is. Okay. Uh, you're doing this on your own, so... I'm going to treat this as another research. Uh, I will let you have... You have access to a fairly decent library, so I'll go ahead and give you a plus two from that. Um, if you want to spend additional gold on research, research materials, I will let you get another plus one, plus one to your roll for every hundred gold piece spent. You said every hundred gold pieces? Yeah, this is like some really obscure information, so you're going to have to get like some real high-end stuff to get more information on it. I need to spend my money things at the... Okay, so... Yeah, I'll, I'll just go as it. Okay. Uh, I mean, you can always research later again. Uh, this one's probably going to take up most of your week, just because of how obscure this information is. So I want you to go ahead and make me a straight intelligence check. Adding um, plus two for the quality of the library. Okay, investigation doesn't help with this? Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and allow investigation. Alright. Seventeen. Seventeen? Okay. Uh, let me pull up information on him. And same as last time, you get to ask two questions and I will answer them truthfully. What, what group was he part of? Uh... Going through the registry, because uh, like guilds keep a tabulation of who is member, who is their official membership, and pay taxes and dues and stuff like that to the Azorius Senate. Based on that, there is no reference of a ribald as an active member of any guild. And is there any way I can find out? I'm trying to think of a person that's not over. Ah, uh, basically. Who can I find out anything about where he may have gone after he left CoinKey? Okay. Um, this involves going back through, like, a lot of information, figuring out, like, trying to find references to him in newspapers, periodicals, journal references that have been submitted to the library, and then tracking that back and forward. Uh, you find he has been... You find... His actual, his full name, or what he give, gives us his full name, and you find that he spends most of his time in the Undercity, uh, the exact locations of which he are undisclosed. He appears to wander around a lot and collect rare and interesting items. There's a reference to a few weeks ago he brought in several um, Undercity artifacts to a pawn shop to sell. Um, but you also find the receipt was writ uh, of that sale was written out to Uncle Rybald Sweet Tooth. Rybald. R-Y-B-A-L-D-S-W-E-E-T-T-O-O-T-H. Okay, I you know I I'll pass that information along, but I'm not going to say exactly. Okay, so you basically go up to the guys and say, "Hey, I 
did some research, and you tell them, like, uh, that ribald guy we met in the dungeon, apparently he's, like, an undercity treasure hunter. His name is Ribald Sweet Tooth, but he introduces himself as Uncle, or something along those lines, right? Anyone want to react to any of that? He checks to see if we've heard anything before. I mean, it's unlikely, but... Grigum will make a note of him, because he sounds like a useful ally if we can help, you know, keep him on, on if we can keep ourselves on his good side. Yeah, out of character Sweet Tooth sounds familiar. I don't remember the context. Um, can I make a history check or something? Um, I'll let both of y'all make a history check. Um, Ingrid, make yours with advantage since you're actually a resident and know several people from the Undercity. 14? Uh, 15. 15? Uh, neither of y'all have heard of him that specifically. Y'all have heard of a person showing up about 75 years ago, starting uh, just after like the Decamillennial celebration and the breaking of the first guild pact, uh, working the air- Undercity area as a kind of treasure hunter, guide, uh, deal break uh, broker. And rumors of Uncle Sweet Tooth have circulated for years, but no one's ever like met him directly. It's always been, I have a friend who has a friend who went to see Uncle Sweet Tooth and got this problem taken care of and stuff like that. He's kind of a undercity rumor that never has been confirmed. Okay, is he played hey, by we an urban myth. Uh, one at a time. Uh, let's start with... Uh, I, well, I guess we got Ingrid's out. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Faradir? I was saying, would he be played by Harrison Ford in the movie? Uh, I mean, he, he was very, like... <laughs> Uh, fancy mustache, mutton chops, top hat, so... Sorry, you said this was 75 years after the breaking of the guild pack? 75 years ago. After the breaking of the guild pack. What happened was, 75 years ago, and this is like, you don't remember this, some of y'all may have heard about this, none of y'all were alive then, or none of y'all are aware of being alive then. 75 (laughs) years ago, the original guild pack was broken during the Decamillennial Celebration, when a Boros officer arrested the um, leader of the Demir of House Demir, revealing its existence to the public, which uh, broke the laws of the Guild Pact, causing the whole thing to become null and void. Then, over the past, like the next seventy-five some odd years, society broke down. Guildless rose up through the guilds out of power. The guilds rose back up. Uh, House Demir became a more common and known uh, player in the city and took on a public face as researchers, librarians, uh, couriers, uh, newsprinters, people that deal with or archiving and sharing information or communications like the mail is delivered by um, House Demir uh, mail people and um, House Demir runs courier services throughout the city. Um, over the years, the guilds came back in control, and then a few years ago, um, the implicit maze was revealed by Ms. Nevitt, the leader of the, um, ah, starts with an I. Sorry. Blah, 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 blah. Is it? Yes, thank you. The Is It League, 
Um, and through a series of adventures, a stranger gained the power of the Guild Pact and became known as the Living Guild Pact and is the uh, person in charge of the Office of the Guild Pact and basically can verbally confirm a law, which makes it magically enforced against by uh, against every member of every guild. I it did the mail, but Demir did courier service. Uh, no, the is it handle public works like water, uh, gas, uh, transport. I did not think I was going to be telling like the story of Ravnica today. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, like, uh, from what I understand, is it is the utility of Ravnica? <laughs> yeah, they're like keep the power on, get the gas pumping, keep the water flowing, uh, build subsonic underground tunnels to move people from one section of the city to another. Also, lightning and fire. Also, they have fairies and pixies and sprites. Fairies or fairies? Fairies. They have ratchet fairies that okay. like handle microscopic construction stuff and fit in like underground tubes. And I know, sorry, this may be a stupid question. So when you were talking about Rival Sweet Tooth, was he involved in that or are you saying at the, around the same time he is when was king? As near as y'all can tell, he was not involved in it. But okay. it was not long after that that rumors of an Uncle Sweet Tooth who can solve all your problems uh, started circulating first in the Undercity and then in other places. Gotcha. Okay. That makes more sense. Sorry about that. Alright, so, Rail, I think that was everything that you wanted to get done? Um, if, any- that was everything. if anyone has any spare days and wants to try to sell some of our knickknacks, they can get with Ingrid. I think I have spare time, but uh, you would probably need to be the one trying to actually do the talking. <laughs> be your bodyguard. So, are you looking to go and pawn some things? Or, like, are you finding, like, a merchant seller or a consignment place? Yeah. Well, I'd probably just bring it up that we have unsold sold stuff, but I kind of, I already used my downtime days. So, it'd be if anyone else had three days and they wanted to, I would hand them the stuff. Well, feel free to bring it up. So, guys, we have this stuff in the bag. I don't think I'm the gold locket kind of person. Um, We've got some dice, a bracelet. If anyone wants to take these for sale while I'm getting my training, I'll pass them over and we can get more liquid assets. Yeah, I don't think Faradir would... Like an excellent could also stand. It's fast shopping. I probably just grabbed some more nutrient bars on my way back up. But um, I'll post the items um, in our in our chat and I'll just kind of briefly go over them. All right, that sounds good. For those who can't see it, we actually have a little sub chat running where we share like little jokes and comments. And are you there? Why can't I see you moving, fair dear? Are you dead? Did you disconnect? Please blink. Actually, that's a good point. I'm going to also put them in the Twitch chat because we might as well. Okay. Hey, uh, you guys get like a nice little peek at the inventory sheet. Um. So I I think that's the main things. I told them that I'm learning. Um. Craft right now, so I don't know if they want to sell the gems yet, or maybe work on them later. We have more gems too, but I think all these things are definitely stuff we could probably uh, part with. We also have an unknown potion, but I figure you don't necessarily want to get rid of that till we know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we probably could sell it better if we knew what it was, rather than just be like, ah, it's a potion of. Hair growth. 
Uh, I mean, looking at the potion, it's like bands of like brown, silver, gray, very rock-like texture. And when you shake it, even though like the the uh, layers like shift around, they don't mix. They stay separate the entire time. I may have lost Merle, but she does let y'all know in her estimation, going over the stuff while we were training, that she thinks the whole pile is worth maybe about 150, but she's not sure. Okay, are you back, Meryl? I'm still seeing just a frozen screen from Meryl. Um, Rail has a shopping list of uh, chalk, rope, a healer's kit, a hand crossbow, and short sword. Uh, you can get most of those at the general goods place. Like, you know, your show, your local sprawl mart uh, sort of place. You go there and it's like, hey, do you have this? Yes. Do you have this? Yes. Do you have this? Hold on. And then he runs across the street and grabs something from someone else and then sells it to you at a markup. Yeah. Also worth noting with the short sword, um, I don't know where that, if that's, um, from Meryl specifically, but remember we are getting things like short swords at the business, so maybe we should just yeah. hold off on that. Uh, the the weapons racks have two short swords. Uh, sorry, there's two weapon racks. They each have a bow and ten arrows, two short swords, two long swords, and two daggers. Just as a general, I need to grab this. It, they are the property of the company, and they are expected to be returned in working good and good condition. If I, I can get the list from you later, I'll just track it on the document along with our invent, the hoard inventory as a separate category. And I can't see or hear you, Merle. Yeah, I still can't see or hear you either. Um, it's getting kind of close to the end of it anyway. Oh, oh okay. Uh, there we. Hey, I see. I see you, Merrill. Say hey, something. Okay. Hey, I, I can figured hear out you. what the problem was. Oh wow, I can actually okay, hear sorry you. Sorry about that. Like this whole time you've well, been like, I digital cannot do the search. But now, yeah, I, and, and I was my having to like doesn't seem to like twitch that much. Yeah, I was having um, to like Jane Goodall through some of that. Wait, is that the right one? Anyway, uh, yeah, Jane Good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, who's Ingrid approaching about doing the shopping and getting rid of the stuff? Um, I think since Rail expressed more interest and Fairdeer kind of mumbled something under his breath and looked at the floor, that she'll go ahead and approach uh, Rail, but Fairdeer could probably go with them if he needed anything. But um, she gives him the list. She says, in her in her opinion, it's maybe about 150 gold worth of stuff. Um, and, you know, we kind of go over. There's some stuff on the weapons rack you could probably grab some weapons for now or we could replace them for later or we could change out what we stock maybe you don't need to get the short sword yet and i think um fair deer wanted a short sword and a dagger yeah i guess my other question is is that since things like common things like short swords daggers arrows we're probably going to realistically need a steady supply of is there any way we can get like a bulk discount type of arrangement where, like, maybe we're doing it, like, eight gold a piece or something like that, but we're getting it, like, as a steady, if that makes sense. Like, is that a thing, or...? Uh, Cathal would probably be able to acquire a steady supply for a nominal fee of a couple items, like arrows and stuff like that, because she, as a bounty hunter, knows people who know people, 
and can probably get a friend of hers to craft arrows for y'all at a discounted rate. It's yeah. not necessarily going to be great arrows, but um, she'll definitely be able to, like, you know, here's a bucket of arrows. Uh, by the way, you need to give me five gold, and I need you to go show up at this kid's party and, like, break the tables. Maybe. I mean, like, I'm thinking, like, like definitely with like arrows and bolts we're just gonna be going through that like water like i'm saying like a lot i apologize like but i figure something like that we probably would want like a standing contract of every two weeks you bring in like you said a bucket of arrows and bolts and we just go through that get the all kind of like i understand what you mean i'll talk to some people and get you a cost. Uh, not making any promises, buddy, but I'll talk to some people. Okay. So, um, when Ingrid moved, moves in near the end, she's like dragging um, her kind of mended and tied on the whole scorched bag and with um, with some Golgari ration bars in it that she just throws in the cabinet. So we do have a few of those on hand. You kind of hoard them and take them from uh, the reclama- from the uh, rot farm, as I remember. So I'm going to say you can probably get your hands on five rations a week, and these are basically processed mushroom bars that like can be crumbled like into powder or bits and fried and cooked down so they can be used in a variety of ways but i'll say you can generally from your uh other jobs steal about five days worth of food every other week yeah um for the most part we get our lifestyle expenses taken over by being here but i just bring a few so when we're heading out the door if no one's packed we have some extras plus she's a little food insecure so yeah so ingrid liked bringing them in she like cleaned out her old locker area and had a few stashed there and brought those in um probably when you were doing this is when uh main gave you the spore pouch which i will add to your inventory later yeah can i take um enough personally um to bring my rations back up to 10 days Uh, like does anybody have a any sort of um disagreement with that they're more going out the door like it only brought like five days in is what he's saying Ah, so, okay. Um, so I guess next thing is the shopping trip. So Ingrid, um, gra- you know, sorts through and pulls out all the little um, mismatched items, rubs some dust off them, and hands them over to Rail. All right. Let's see what we can get for the. Okay. So, uh, Rail, you're heading to like just a pawnbroker, someone that you can sell random shit to that you don't want back. I know. A- Who okay. knows? You're starting to break up again. Okay. Uh, is anyone coming with you? I'll go. Okay. So, Rail and Faradir, anyone else? Grigum? Okay. okay. Uh, to do what again? Uh, they're visiting a store, selling stuff, maybe buying some stuff. Uh, I'll pass this time. Alrighty. And Ingrid just asked for two new sacks right. while they're there, because they're, their Jeep and hers is kind of worn, so she's going to toss it. Kind of worn. That thing has seen better days. Okay, so, um, Rail Fair Deer, uh, let's see here now. Uh, y'all are heading out and finding a pawn shop. Uh, a quick look around. Uh, go ahead and roll me an investigation, whoever is helming this search for, like, someplace to offload stuff that you got. I guess that was, uh, with advantage? If possibly. you want to help. 
Yes. If you want to help, you have to say you want to help. I want to help. So uh, are you helping? Yeah. So roll with advantage. <laughs> I rolled the same thing both times. Uh, uh, so that is a 12. Alright, so uh, it takes about like maybe 40 minutes of looking around, talking to people. Y'all find uh, your way to a general store called um, huh, Odds and Spice. Uh, yeah, Odds and Spice General Store. You go in and there is a uh, kind of a medium age, middle-aged, maybe a little younger, may, looking like maybe 30s to early 40s, a uh, human woman behind the bar. She looks up, uh, not bar, behind the counter. There's just stacks of random miscellaneous odds and ends, like on the shelves, on the walls, stacked up in piles on the corner. And she's like, yes, how can I help you today? We're uh, looking to uh, make some of our resources a little bit more liquid. Uh, and we've heard tell that this is a good place for uh, lightening our... our pockets of uh, certain objects of more of a finer name yes yes totally i can certainly happily uh do you want money or are you looking to trade i give higher rates for trading than i do for cash so if you look around and see anything you may want Let's see so who's there with me ingrid's with me and... uh just you and faradir i think and faradir oh ingrid didn't come right uh ingrid did you come uh... with um, no, um, I just kind of let him know that we, we do have gems if we want to sell the gems later, or if he needs to get more for something, and handed him the stuff and said its value. And then I guess I went off to the bar okay. with Jenner nearby. <laughs> uh, oh, my chat is spazzing it a little bit. Alright, so I, well, unfortunately, uh, much as I'd like to trade in for your wonderful, I do need Bring Moses back to my friends uh, and colleagues. Uh, but yeah, so Rail's going to show off the uh, statuette, the you know, all, all of the the stuff that that Ingrid laid out: the bone statuettes, the bone dice, the bracelet, and the. Okay, she kind of um, takes each one over, looks over, scratches, sniffs the bone. This is human. Sets it down. Only the finest material. And kind of nudges it a little way. Does the same with dice uh, takes out like a little mon one of those monocles looks at like the gold takes like a little uh it looks like a piece of chalk rubs the uh the bracelet and the locket on it and the chalk uh the um leaves a gold mark on it so well, that's real it's like okay let's see so done that and that um i'll give you a hundred gold for the lot that's a little less than we were hoping to get. I don't suppose I mean, we did put ourselves in danger to find all of these. I didn't tell you to do that. We went well. We have to take the price of uh, labor into acquiring things like this. These are some very uh, artistically made, uh, unique art. So, uh, I'm sure you could stand yeah, like, stretch a little further. Half of them's made from people, so that's true. They're pretty unique. Uh, go ahead and make me a uh, persuasion roll. That's a 14. 
question. Um, sorry. So, in terms of assisting, what are the requisites of that? Like, do you need um, like proficiency in it? You have to be able to make the roll yourself, not necessarily with proficiency, but you have to be able to make that roll, and you have to actually do something to help. Okay. So, like, if I say that Mike um, Faradir is trying to like backing up Rail's story and trying to convince her, would he be able to roll with advantage? Like telling, like, we found this in this place doing this. Like trying to hype him up and make him impressive, yes? Exactly. Uh, yeah, and if you do that, I will let him roll with advantage. So do it, then. You've got to really say stuff. Oh. So roll. So yeah, like he said, we had to go. Uh, it's okay, I'm just having fun with you. Yeah, go ahead and roll with advantage. Okay, so roll, make a second roll. Okay, so that's an 18. 18? Uh, persuade, wait, sorry, 19. 19? Persuade, yes. She looks him over and so, tell you what, you write it up, the story, like how y'all found each of these things, where you found them, something like that, that I can display along with them, sign it as like a certificate of authenticity that like a real adventurer found this in an actual I... undercity dungeon, and I'll go ahead and take the lot off your hands for 135. How about I write up the uh, deals of authenticity with, and you get to put these one-of-a-kind works on sale, or call it 130, and you'll you happen to have any uh, chain shirts in stock, do you? Like, your size, I'm assuming? Or do you not like for a goblin or anything? Yes, yes, yes. No. My, my size. I think... So you... Yeah, I may have something. She goes in the back and looks around, and she comes back after a little bit with... Um, it's an older chain shirt. It's got, like, some rust at the edges. She lays it on the counter, and is like, huh. Oh. Let's see here now. Hmm. So, in that case, one... So, all of, all of that... For call it one third, and I'll swap the actual armor worn into this uh, undercity dungeon for that. She looks uh, if you uh, polish it up a bit. She looks it over and says, "Well, I mean, this is genuine Boros uh, armor. Like a veteran came in and sold me uh, this sword. I'd hate to." break up the set, but I mean, if you're providing the armor that you wore too, and doing this as like a set piece, I mean, adventure stuff, like the stuff that comes out of the Undercities, that's selling pretty hot right now. You do me up the um, certificate of authenticity for that as well, and I think I can do that. Good right. question. Sounds like a bark. So what would be the check um, like, like, I'm while he's doing this discussion, I'm probably going to be testing the chain shirt to make sure it's not like made out of like the cheap aluminum or something. Just so, what kind of check would that be? Go ahead and make me an investigation. Okay. Okay, that's fourteen. Sorry, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. You kind of take a dagger and like a few times. It's like the the metal stops it. Yeah. So it's not like it's not plastic it's or not, uh, yeah. yeah, just making sure it's not an obvious fraud. Like you know, yeah. I mean, there's no like Boros insignia or anything like that on it. it looks just like a chain shirt, but I mean, you stabbed it and it's did it. it I mean, it gouged up the counter and she looks at it and she looks up here and she's out really. Like I, I just could I hold my hands and just say, "Hey, our lives depend on this stuff. We, we have to check." I, I apologize, but. 
We we have to could, be sure. Could insight to uh, oh, could I use insight to try to tell uh, if I'm if, if it would be at all reasonable push for like is this about if she's willing to go? Go ahead and make an insight roll. Okay, that would be a twenty-one. Uh, you can tell that she's willing to make a deal with y'all to because like she honestly thinks that she can sell this stuff later for a higher markup. Especially with, like, the paper that says this is real, this came from here, that, and with a signature on it that looks official. But if it's she starts to feel like she's not going to be able to make a, her money back, she's going to start turning some of these things down. I mean, I can add okay. my, da- my um, encrusted dagger into that. The one that you got from your guild? The one that's, like, all screwed up? Oh, the, the jacked up one. Yes. Like, what are you offering it for? To sweeten the deal. Like, just sort of like... Or for another... Well, I'm, uh, I'm not, like, naming the price. I'm letting Rail do it. But, like, since she's taking adventurer's gear, it's like, well, hey, here's one with some history. She's taking memorabilia, so... Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, since he's she's taking his armor mm-hmm. because it was on their adventure, it's like, well, hey, here's a item right. story... She kind like, of looks dude. at the dagger and she's like, this is looks like shit, man. I mean, I'm sorry, but like <laughs> people want something that they can display that looks awesome, not something that looks like, what chewed on this? A monster. Yeah, we're actually still trying to figure out what that monster is. I, I mean, I, I don't think yeah. I'd be able to sell this. I'm sorry. I appreciate right. it. I really appreciate the offer. Certainly. Just, just trying to make sure that we have a All deal right. that everybody's let's, happy with. Alright, let's go for it. Let's shake on it. And she kind of, like, shakes a, your hand. Uh, she starts counting out the coins and hands you a couple slips of paper to write out, like, the, um... Not, I want to say parentage, but that's not the right word. Pedigree? No. Right. Um, the thing that says, like, this is what this was, this is where we found it, this is... Authenticity is what you were using earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah certificate of authenticity, basically. This is going to... But- Pedigree? I know what you mean. Like they do it with paintings and stuff yeah. like that. I, it's gonna, I know what you're talking about. I forget what it's called. It's going to bug me until I look it up after we're done here. But okay, yeah. So uh, go ahead and uh, that was 135 gold. I think what was it? Uh, it came out it was to 100. When he added the swap, I think it went to 130. But okay, he got yeah. a fair value swap. Yeah, 130 and a change um, shirt. shirt. Okay. Yes. That, in exchange for my uh, scheme. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, go ahead, and I'm assuming you're going to return and give that gold to Ingrid to avoid fingernail loss? Yes. And also maybe ask her to do her prestidigitation on it so that it's not rusty? I mean, it's not, like, bad rusty. It's like, you know, someone threw it in, like, a chest and left it in the attic for a couple months. And then dug it out and sold it later. Yeah, like, but I know Rail. <laughs> He's not going to want Rusty. <laughs> yeah. It's got a nice patina on it, we'll say. Well, we've got our second Excuse month me. secure, so if we cash out anything else like gems later, or if we um, decide to hand out a tiny bit extra beyond the two months, we have a little bit of a fund back. I assume at the end of this session, I'm taking out the 120. 
uh, y'all be paying. You are not required to make your payment this month because y'all are not up and running. That is part mm-hmm. of the agreement right. is that y'all are going to have the remainder of the month to um, get trained and get your feet under you. But starting at the end of next month, you're going to have to make your payment. Okay, because I thought you were saying it was like a short month and then we paid, but okay. Um, Rail, you yes. hear a voice in the back of your head uh, a short time after the end of the week. You're being whispered directions, instructions, locations, people, in order to, in essence, extricate yourself for two to four weeks. Could you repeat that whole oh, thing? Right. Because you kept cutting in and out for me. Okay, sorry, I thought I dealt with that. Uh, Rail, uh, at the end of the week, starts hearing a voice in the back of his head, giving instructions, directions, and orders. Gotcha. Well, uh, I'm afraid I'm being called away on a uh, longer-term project. Duty calls, right there, dear? Uh... I'm not aware of anything, but if you say so... Wow. Yeah. A little bit, uh, hush-hush. Sure. <laughs> you know how it goes. Keep, uh, more sensitive experiment hidden until it's ready to... Uh, this is... I'll be in t- Hopefully this won't take too... Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> Actually, can I roll, like, a... Um, could I do, like, a, um, passive, like, perception or something to... if? See if, like, I notice something's off with the rail. Uh, go ahead and make a perception roll. Or, actually, I think this would be more of uh, an insight. Insight, yeah. Insight? Yeah, this feels more insight. I feel like if he's telling all of us that we wouldn't, that I wouldn't necessarily make a roll since um, I haven't known him as long. Yeah, that's what I mean is, is that, like, it's sort of like I'm a little more familiar with Simic and whether, and kind of him... Um, right. uh, that's going to be a 25 <laughs> insight. 25? Okay. Yes, I rolled a natural 20. Uh, Rail, oh can I have you roll me deception, please? Or persuasion, whichever you choose. Don't tell us which one, oh, just tell us uh, the results. Okay, my result is not a 25. <laughs> 8. Okay. Not okay. 25. Not 26. <laughs> 25. Four! <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay, so, uh, Faradir. Where you, are we at this point? Like, are we, like... I assume y'all... Our- oh, y'all are at the, um, the office? Like, the main part of the office got finished off with, like, after two days. So y'all have been gathering there for your training. Uh, okay. So I would assume that's where y'all have been. Uh, Rail keeps on stopping and looking off into the distance for a second, and then seems kind of squirrely about some stuff, and then, uh, you know he's not telling you everything, but, I mean, secret projects are not unheard of. Yeah, but the staring off, sorry. Oh, and they are not that uncommon in the Guardian Project, which y'all are both, uh, people, y'all both are... which is the clade y'all are both working under. Okay. Um, assuming that I got the insight check right, um, I guess at this point, like, Arcana, to see if he's under... Like, with the insight, I'm assuming, like, okay, 
he's being secretive. That's not necessarily new, but looking off and just being like, uh, that kind of is. So I'm wondering, can I do an arcana check to recognize that, okay, something magical is going on and I'm aware that there's a history of bad magical things happening. Okay, go ahead and make an arcana check. Oh dear. Okay, that's going to be a, like, I want to say 23, let me... Or 20... Or, sorry, 19. 19? Arcana. Um, basically, oh. to see if he's still under the effects of a curse, that sort of thing. He does not seem to be under the effects of a curse or anything like that. Okay. I guess we're not going to get time to do our interviews this time. Uh, we'll do it next week. Sorry you're not going to be able to be here for it, Meryl. Um, but let's let's go ahead and call the game here at this point so Meryl can uh, get ready a little bit early to head out. Um, Demage, Tux, and Zizva, are y'all still good for hanging around for a little bit to do some questions and answers? Yeah. Uh yeah, and before you, uh, before Rail heads out, does he have any vote on our skilled hire? What skill? I mean, I was thinking that there's a couple of people interested in armor. We get an armor crafter, but then, you know, we could also get someone for history, yeah, for think... research, or something like that. But Well, y'all can well, fire and hire. Research. Oh. I mean, y'all can fire and hire interns at your leisure. They're paid out of your monthly uh, cost. So basically, uh, if you want to hire an armorsmith for a week to make people armor, uh, that's fine. If you want to hire a researcher to do research for y'all, uh, the next week y'all can. Uh, we'll do the interviews next week with the um, uh, the uh, hirelings and... Honestly, uh, I was hoping to get them done this week, but I can't uh, say that I am disappointed with how this went. I had a lot of fun, and I hope you guys did too. Yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, everyone, uh, thanks for chat, uh, hanging out with us, watching. Uh, we're going to be doing a Q&A for a little bit after this, so basically just post your questions in the uh, chat. Um, I'll read them out, and uh, you can either address them to someone, or you can ask them specifically. We'll hang out for about another 30 minutes or so, just answering questions and stuff. Uh, really hope you all enjoyed the show. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube uh, later, please like and subscribe. If you're watching this on Twitch right now, please favorite us, uh, follow us. Just The more people we get, the more we spread our word, the more we can do. Uh, I got my hands on the quick start rules for Shadowrun 6 edition, and I'm starting to parse those out, so uh, keep an ear open. We may be starting another stream sometime soon with a couple people doing heists. We will see. Uh, anything anyone wants to add? Care out there, everybody. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. All right. See you around now? Like, yep, I can't wait for these questions. <laughs> uh Stay in touch. Let us know how everything is going. Uh, Meryl is pulling an Ashley Johnson and won't be here for a few weeks. Um, but Meryl's, uh, Rail is doing stuff and things are happening. Things are always happening. All right. So we're going to go to intermission. Considering work. my, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and considering my background, I have a strong suspicion. I know what that is. <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so uh, I'm going to take us to intermission real quick, or the, we'll be right back screen so I can go and uh, grab another drink because I've been talking for like three hours, give or take, and then we will be back in about ten minutes to answer questions. Uh, and maybe we can all pick one ourselves to get us started. Yeah, uh, and I mean, if there's something that anyone wants to talk about while we're waiting for people to type in a question, that's fine too. Uh, let's go ahead and take that quick real break. A break real break real quick though quick real break quick real break just just don't break rail (laughs) okay later Uh, all take care bye meryl thanks for uh stopping in okay so uh wow that was fun sorry about that peek behind the scenes uh apparently when i set this thing up uh to do this little interview i set up the um camera pool wrong we will say uh guess who wears the hat of the stream manager on top of dming and a lot of other stuff hi so uh let me go ahead and stop that background music uh sirenscape is a great thing i am loving it i got a lot of fun out of uh mixing stuff to make like the little chirps and the background sound just for the general walk around but we don't need that while we're answering questions so uh we only got a couple people in chat that's understandable uh we're still pretty new at this uh if anyone has any questions uh please just go ahead and type them in um otherwise hey you guys had some fun today right i did not expect the uh girls night out to be as protracted and as enjoyable as that was uh did y'all have any ideas questions or concepts going into that that y'all just like completely got blown out of the water that's a tough one to answer really for myself it's like i thought my guild hall content was chattier yeah yeah but then again i'm part of the listening enclave and they're pretty much it's like be one with nature uh choso is very much one of those people that she's chatty around the right group of people and there was just way too many people for her to like okay i can relax plus she was in a public environment and she was really outside of her environment like that may have been the first uh medusa people in that bar had ever seen in their life yeah that makes sense though i i hope that um she at least had a little fun (laughs) She looked like she liked Fairdeer until he acted all weird and then started ignoring her. Uh, she had an interesting reaction to Fairdeer. Um, Medusa, Gordagons, they, they have the hair tentacles. And that is like a kind of a big crossover between them and the Simic. But with the Simic, it's more like octopus and with the gorgon it's more the end of like a snake's tail and stuff so there's like that kinship but there's also that rivalry of oh you got a different kind of tentacle jerk i was just trying to make friends she didn't dislike you she just kind of like oh you're the simic of course you're in the simic yeah like i wasn't ignoring him her as much as just like okay clearly she's not wanting to be chatted up just giving her space respecting her you know, yeah. And we might have met one of Grigum's past bosses that he can't remember or something. Some shadow puppet no. pulling oh the God. strings on his jobs. Mm. Yeah, this is for me to know and you guys to find out. It's like, 
DMs like hints have been much? dropped throughout this entire episode, so there was a lot of background stuff happening in this episode. Like, um, both stuff actually happening in the background and stuff based on y'all's background. I am yeah. really happy that I finally got to show off the uh, Dryad um, with the whole... Um, yeah, really. You know that Grigum is part of the Slesnia Enclave, and he wasn't too well received, it seems. <laughs> or something happened that made him feel like outcasted for a while. Was like, But, yeah. you know, hey, he's a goblin, so... Yeah. Well, Ferdinand knows that anyway, <laughs> maybe. Yes, I do know that he's a goblin. Yeah, I mean, there's no idea, like, how much of what Ferdinand saw that he relates to the rest of y'all. Like, that was a lot going on in that scene all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, sort of in character, um, I feel like Ferdinand wouldn't say anything because, like, obviously that's something about Grigum and it's sort of like he doesn't want to say if like Grigum would say it if he wanted it known and if he didn't want it known it fear deer doesn't fear feel it's his place to say anything unless a situation comes up where there would be like where that knowledge would be uh very important for the rest of the party to know like well I mean it's not just uh, Grigum in that scene there was like uh the dryad was talking to fair here too yeah. Again, like at this point, it's not that he wants to hide it, but just sort of like he feels like he doesn't, he's not just going to volunteer the no. information unless a very good reason uh, presents itself. Yeah, it, it feels like both Faradir and Grigum are operating under, it's like, <laughs> don't ask, I don't tell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That That's kind of why I thought, like, Faradir, like, going along, it kind of, in some ways, makes kind of sense, because it's just sort of, like... See, I was so, actually very, like, oh, they would be able to sense everything that they had known previously about what happened. Because yeah. like, Faradir has no memory of anything prior to like two years ago when he woke up in the guardian project and like most of the information he's gotten has been either contradictory with each other like one person will tell him one thing and another person will tell him something that completely contradicts that or just non-responsive at all so uh faradir's history is a mystery oh hey I like and we have another title for the video. No. And we don't know if that wrongness was physical, mental, some scourge on your soul. Who knows? Uh, I mean, the Guardian Project is kind of like, wow, that that can be a little disturbing. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I think my favorite reaction of all this was like the um, rail casting, speak with animals, and then everyone finding out... Though that the um, the owl is not an animal, that was like everyone seemed to be like for a second there, and that made my day. That made me really happy. I kind of already been assuming it was uh, some kind of like fae familiar or something, so I wasn't that much surprised by it. But it was still kind of a weird reveal. That is not how I expected it to get revealed. Like uh, what the owl is, or that the owl isn't. Like, y'all haven't had it revealed what it is, and if y'all pursue it with Chi, y'all may. Who knows? Chi is very 
interesting character. I designed her to be like kind of almost an inverse of Ingrid's dynamic, where she's very, I have this job, and I am going to do it to the best of my ability, and I am going to be extremely happy and chipper as much as I can be. That sounds just like Ingrid. Uh, two heads of a coin? You may notice a lot of coin and similar symbology. Uh, that may just be a minor obsession on my point. I mean, who knows? Everyone. Uh, what's that saying? Be honest to your influences? Coin Keep was inspired hmm. by Memento. Ah. So, uh, going to hang out for like another 15 minutes or so. Anyone in chat want to ask anything? If not, don't worry about it. We appreciate y'all watching and really appreciate you sharing with others. Uh, Fair uh, Tux, anything you want to talk about in relation to Fair Deer or Kay or the ink sack incident? Um, not gonna lie, a little disappointed about that. Um, but at the same time, I don't know about the changing it, um, being a cop out. Because I thought, like, have um because uh sort of behind the scenes um with my level up i chose beastmaster i thought that would be the um a good explanation as to why he has like 22 hit points instead of eight like oh he went through all this transformation and now he's super dog well i mean there's a lot about k that even you don't know just yet so but i accept him anyway yeah but um no i mean Honestly, that whole scene I had a lot of fun with, and I hope y'all did too. Um, the whole, I take eyes now, new eyes coming in a few days, I kind of borrowed a little bit of that from Futurama, with the, uh, if you br- can breathe water, you don't need lungs, so I take lungs now, new l- gills come in a week. I'm, am I referencing something that no one else has seen? No, no, I've seen it. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, you kept on like, and it's all... Am I being judged? I don't know if I'm being judged. But yeah, no. Um, honest to your influences. Uh, Futurama is like a lot of the sci-fi weird science that is in Futurama is going to be showing up in like the Simic um, place. Like the uh, fish with the tarantula legs. I got the idea from uh, who's Farnsworth's rival? Warnstrom. Warnstrom's fish in a scuba reverse scuba suit. I got the idea of it from that. So it's basically a goldfish that's been adapted to survive on the land with uh, tarantula legs. And they basically can't let it out because if they do, they'll never find it again. And they're very aware of that. <laughs> I can't believe y'all didn't keep... Oh, it's from the prologue. I can't say it. You can talk about it. I can't believe y'all didn't keep a bunny. Um, we didn't... I felt no need of keeping a ravenous bunny that kills them. Uh, as part of uh, our prep for this uh, we had a series of like one-on-one or two-on-one game that sounded bad we had a series of one shots and uh, during um, Meryl and Tux's one shot since they were both in the Simic they were sent on a mission to find an escaped lab animal which turned out to be a bunny that had been hybridized with uh, troll minotaur and other DNA that had escaped into uh, the Rust Belt, and the Gruul were semi-worshipping it as the Grazebringer, a semi-mythological 
figure in the old their old ones religion that where it goes it's supposed to follow behind the raised boar and where it goes new life is supposed to sprout bringing back uh the wilderness to uh ravnica is the mythology behind that and so like when they killed it because that was not something they would be able to likely bring back very safely. I mean, Kay almost got killed on that one, if I remember correctly. He got, like, impaled. Yeah, he was down. Yeah, he was down to making death-saving throws. Uh, when they killed it, they, like, stayed in the uh, its cave overnight because they were kind of jacked up and found in the middle of the night, like, a bunch of little bunnies. And uh, they just left the bunnies there. No, we didn't. Oh, wait, no, we that's right. Y'all took them and brought them back to the yeah, lab. Y'all took them back to the lab, and y'all have no idea what happened to them after that. No, because it's not our problem after that. <laughs> there there were three. I would have thought y'all would have like, snuck one and turned in two. Oh. I was surprised. I love that uh, Meryl kept a, ruck- a lucky rabbit's foot from that encounter. Yeah. I mean, it died, so I don't see how it's lucky Actually, now, now that I think about it, yeah, that... That rabbit's foot, maybe it's the cursed object. That rabbit's foot is like the size of like <laughs> it's of, big yeah. enough to be a bludgeon itself. Yeah, it's, it's like probably can turn it into a sap. It's like the size of a water bottle, like not one of those <laughs> small water bottles, like one of the. I'm going running for an hour, and I'm way into my hydration water bottles. I'm talking like <laughs> the that this is too much water, like because of science. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Uh, let's see here. But uh, let's see here. We talked about uh, Ingrid's girls' night with the boys. Uh, let's see. We talked about. <laughs> I was worried. I was wondering about that too. I was like, "It's a girls' night, but you're inviting the guys." <laughs> okay. well, I also invited our boss. that was in the room for the comp- like our manager, like that that manages the staff office. She's not really Cathal. our boss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I also invited her at the same time. So. Yeah, Rose, I rolled, and I was like, okay, 30% chance Rose Fury would be actually down for this, but may try and pick a fight. And I rolled percentage, and I rolled um, 36 or 37, like, just barely outside the, like, it'll happen. And it's like, oh, I wanted to go with and have a fight with them. Because, um, Kethel, I keep on, how do I, I have said her name, like, six different ways. It's K-A-T-H-A-L-L, Cathal, Cathal, because elves, of course, Cathal, Cathal, Cathal. I, I may just make it a running joke that I can't actually say the name of any of my NPCs, because I have, like, Kars and uh, Cathal and, like, the ten that I made up for your um, things, and I honestly... You know. It'd be neat if we just had a game where we used names that everyone is familiar with. Yeah. That you just have to say it, and everyone's like, ah, yes, that guy. Let's see. Yeah. We might like, need a pronunciation right. guide. So, uh, <laughs> you have to take on you have to take King on Richard III. Your ally is Tome George Washington. <laughs> yeah, they, you have two NPCs, Tome and Brain Dan. It's like, it's Tom and Brendan. Tome and Brain Dan. <laughs> let, me, Join us. let me read you, like, Join the us. names. Where the hell are you? Uh, it's Jones. Jones. <laughs> I'm going to read you the names of Ingrid's NPC list that uh, I've actually, like, revealed to her. 
just because she's the one that I fleshed out the most. Uh, her roommate, who goes by Main Jabber, his full name is Jaan Meeles de Allah, and he is like a troll. And nobody wanted to meet him. Uh, Choso, C H O S O, is the Medusa. Cha Maredin, C H A M E R D I N, Ziprothothkaluthin Ainitath. Is her crawl combat instructor, and it's pronounced, it's spelled X E P R U H I A N T H. Thank you so much for having a crawl. And um, y'all have already heard the name Valura Omanara. Omar, Omara. Omorona. O M A R O N A. This is why I take a time. Take a moment to actually try to say the name out loud to myself to see how well it rolls off the tongue. It's like, yeah. if I can't say it properly five times in a row, then it's scrapped. Like, I have a couple that are going to be fun for me off of the, um, uh, like, the NBCs. Hey, if you can do some of these names with without stumbling, fair play to you. I will applaud. <laughs> well, I mean, let's take a look at Grigum's NPC list. Let's see here. There's Karal. I didn't make that name up. Herkit. Didn't make that one up. Uh, Lugar. I think that one's the one I made. That's the Is It Cousin. Mm-hmm. There's Galoris. Oh, right. You need me to respell that for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I can just put it in chat, whichever you prefer. It's G A L L O R I S. And they are known as the Bound Dryad. And uh, honest to my inspiration, uh, I kind of modeled the idea of like hanging upside down, twisting around to view people as like. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, There's Vic Bloodlaw, which uh, you really need to check in with sooner or later because you still got that um, robe waiting for you. Mm hmm. Uh, Rev, you met a couple times. Uh, Sicky and M were the, uh, the people you met at the, um, the underground club. And I love that the, I had, like, they just basically moved in, hauled all the stuff up on the street, and started building an underground club there without, like, anyone's permission. I love the Rakdos so freaking much. That's not much different than what happened with the pump house that Ingrid lives in, though, so... She couldn't necessarily hold that against <laughs> And, I mean, there are so many key NPCs for Faradir. There's like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, that I just cannot name, because this is going to be fun. <laughs> Let's see here, who else? And uh, Rail's not here for me to read. Rail doesn't actually have a lot. Um, Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, no, Rail, Rail only has like three key NPCs. You won't get a new one soon anyway for your um No, you renown. all got one. No, but for the Renown being five. Yeah, you all got Oslo. But that was from Carousing, where it we is. paid the gold and caroused. Damn, damn. I was so close to getting out of this. Nope, nope. Rail and Fair Deer need another creepy Simic contact. <laughs> uh, you want extra tentacle arm, yes? Doesn't count. I, I don't know, that might be your contact. No. 
Don't worry too much about getting uh, K in the sunlight. Okay. Worry a little bit about that. But, like, that, it's kind of a running joke in my head that, like, every time y'all go to there, they tell you, like, something else to, like, not let happen to K. Okay. And I have no guarantee one way or another if any of it has mechanical effect, but it certainly makes me laugh a little at night by myself. Okay. She didn't ask Ingrid to write the letter about a doggy cloak, so she didn't do it, by the way. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. And she doesn't. And she doesn't know about Kay's affliction either, which is something. If they're in the same building, you might want to tell her at some point. Yeah, that's going to be creepy when Kay all of a sudden just unleashes a torrent of ink that just like my water broke splashes around him. Kay, no being in here, and then press the digitation. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not letting that one on. I was. Okay, well, if, if, if Kay gets walked in the sun by a staff member because you didn't tell anyone, that's on you. No, I'm putting on that part, not the ink part. I was not expecting uh, Meryl to uh, do research on Rybald at all. I was like, oh, oh, wow, I did not expect y'all to, like... <laughs> Follow up on that, huh? Yeah, like, because, like, the corpse that y'all found looked exa- almost exactly like him in the uh, dungeon. And, like, the method of him dying was nowhere near, like, what was involved in the uh, puzzle. Because he had, like, the cuts through his neck. (coughs) Sorry? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. So, I I figured y'all were just going to be like, oh, okay, hey, it's an NPC, cool. He'll show back up. And then Meryl's all like, I want to find out about this guy. And it's like, oh. (laughs) I was I was kind of hoping he was going to get to do like some kind of weird glowy brain psychic jar weapon. He can eventually, but that is really advanced. That's like I'll have to look up a brain in the jar, but that is not something he would be able to do at third level. That's something like maybe fifth or higher. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I kind of figured that with me right, setting up the um, the surgery kit that he would play around with that with that a little. And I didn't know that he would be doing it with, like, the brain in the jar. I figured that was going to be, like, you know, in the bag of holding five years later, where I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, we still have this thing. So, but no, nah, he dissected and he basically simicked it, and he could, like, at higher levels now, because I have to write this up, uh, the ability to make psychic creatures, which is not really like in the uh, Simic wheelhouse that much, but it should be interesting. I mean, the Simic wheelhouse is mostly like under the sea, down where it's wetter. I can't sing. Someone do Sebastian for me. I can't. Under the sea. Thank you <laughs> so go. much. Under the sea. <laughs> Down where its weather is better, down under the sea. You know, people are actually positioned. I know, right? Did you know people are... Dream gets muted. (laughs) Demonetized. Immediately, I'm thinking, holy shit. I have been having a lot of... I didn't realize my GM was Will Shatner. (laughs) Down under the sea, where it is wetter, it is better. Under the sea. sea. Like, did y'all hear that uh, people are pushing to have uh, Gordon Ramsay be the chef in the live-action Little Mermaid? Like, I'm not shitting with you. It's like, 
Well, I, I, I feel like Gordon Ramsay would take them up on that. Well, here's the thing. He is not super respectful of the French. Like, he's not disrespectful of them. He's a lot better than, like, he used to be. But, like, he... <laughs> I don't think he'd love that. I mean, that's, like, right up there with... Okay, so we got an uh, Englishman pretending to be a French starship captain. I am looking forward to Picard. I am looking forward to this so much. He has a goddamn dog. And, I mean, it can't be any worse than, like, Discovery. Mushroom-powered yeah. spaceship. So when he gets on it actually in stock, are you going to get the underwater eyes? Oh, he was just going to take his eyes and, like, not do anything. Uh, y'all didn't get his name, but um, he is, like, the one dark elf working for the Simic. He's, like, that one creepy dude that's all like, yes! Yes! He actually doesn't work there. He just wears the robes. <laughs> like, nobody called him out on that. They're like, yeah, you, you, you work here, right? It's like, I was trying to do, like, a bubble in my throat with him, because he has, like, the gills, and he has the symbiotic ooze living in there with him. That's what that, like, the ooze was bubbling up, looking at you, and then going back inside. But I couldn't get the bubbling right in my throat. So it just um, sounded kind sure. of Czechoslovakian, I guess. Uh, symbiotic makes sense with a dark elf and a Simic, so doubly that should work. Yeah. Like, the Simic guild leader during, I want to say, the Implicit Maze era was literally an elf ooze. So, yeah, it's... But, like, now they're all, like, mermaids, but not fishtail mermaids, like, people-like mermaids. Mermen? Merfolk? Merfolk. people. Alright, so, uh, last chance for anyone in the, uh, chat to ask us any questions. Uh, honestly, really, I'm just trying to push our chatting number up more than anything else, because the more people we get chatting, the better our stream looks. But if anyone has any actual questions or anything like that, uh, I'll give about, like, five more minutes. Let's bullshit a little bit more about popular culture. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Why? They pushed it back because they can't redo the whole movie after everyone was like, oh my god, this thing is nightmare fuel. Yeah, they, they, they should have just, they shouldn't have pushed it back. They should have just been like, that's a bad idea. Let's not do that. Well, I mean, I love that Jim Carrey is like Robotnik, Dr. Eggman, whatever, because I feel like... Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, it, like so many people have mentioned like <laughs> that he probably would have just and carrying the movie, quote unquote. <laughs> I th I saw someone put do a post that's like, uh, Jim Carrey is reporting back issues from carrying the whole damn movie. Carrying the whole damn movie, yeah. <laughs> and I've heard things like Jim Carrey living up to his name in the Sonic movie. <laughs> uh, uh, we saw uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, and it was everything I wanted it to be. Like, I at this point, I'm just trying to figure out, like, where are they taking this? Are they basing this off of the Ultimate Universe, or what? But that was a great movie. I enjoyed it. Especially if you consider Spider-Man 3. Who wants to see Toby Keith, like, disco dancing? Raise your hand. Mm -hmm. Toby Keith, the original Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, the black yeah, suit. Yeah, that's great. They mm -hmm. actually do, like, a, um, um, sort of like the universe is collapsing on itself, and all the different people that played Spider-Man... <laughs> together in the same movie. Crisis on Infinite Earth, Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, that would be hilarious. Penny Parker shows up in a mech at the end. 
It's just, it, it's like the end of Evangelon, where it's just like the ruined mech and Penny walking along the beach by herself. It's like, okay. it's so dark and so perfect. No, I have end, to. It just says, have to. Sony and Sony Pictures and Marvel Studios, we have your effing money now. <laughs> now, I will have to admit, it's like having re- read a number of the comics, and it's like, I definitely liked reading Penny's like comic. It's like in particular for the part of the lead up to the first like Spider-Man crossover, interdimensional crossover. The Spider-Verse, thing. Like, yeah. The Penny's yeah, just yeah. like and my favorite. The thing of is, that. is that my thing is because you can easily see his like cameos of all other cyberpunk like like uh, the Ghost in the Shell and stuff. Ghost oh man, I am so yeah, excited about Six Edition. I am so freaking excited about Six Edition. The moment the moment I saw some the people she was fighting being like section what was it? section nine what was it called? section nine yeah I was like like they didn't even call them out by name but visually you could tell yeah but it no, was the entire crew of section nine it was like oh my god like I got my hands on the quick start rules last night and it's like mm-hmm. one a.m. I'm going through and it's like I should sleep. I really want to figure out how spells work. I should sleep. But, um, no, uh, my beautiful wife said it was okay for me to go ahead and get the uh, Quick Start Rules digital set because it was on sale. And I love her very much. And I am going to probably be obsessing about this because, like, when I first found uh, the free character dossier Emu, I sat down and I, like, took it page by page, section by section, and I was like, okay, this is maybe how this works. And it's like, okay, the weapon has short, medium, long with a number next to it. That's range increments, probably. And then I went down and it actually explained everything in, like, another paragraph. And it's like, well, I feel like an idiot, but I was right! But I am definitely going to be, like, going, hey, guys, who wants to play some Shadowrun in, like, a few weeks? And the best part is that this Shadowrun game will not be like, am I supposed to be running today? There's some different shifts on a couple of my favorites because, like, I like playing. I liked playing um, a caster in Shadowrun so much because I like the different strength casting, which is something you don't really do in D and D unless there's flavor for it. But I really like the idea of, oh, hey, you can cast a wall at strength one, and essentially you have an end table by your bed, or you can, you know. <laughs> cast a wall at strength six and crash the car when it hits it. So like that was one of my favorite things. So um, I have to see how that is. I don't know if we can house roll back in some lower force for the spells because that's actually what I'm going to miss. Not that you, not the amping it up because they're still going to have that, but actually the lower force is what I'm going to miss the most, I think, with the revamp. Though, of course, we haven't seen the whole book. We don't know for sure. But, uh... I mean, like, who needs to throw fireballs? I want to be able to heat up my cough, my cup of tea. Yes. A lo- just, like, low-risk, real-world stuff that you can do with the spells. Like, that's what that was my favorite thing with Shadowrun 5th. So, um, but, um, they said they were rec- reducing the cost of being a decker by a lot is another thing. Which makes a lot of sense, you know, every few years the technology gets cheaper kind of thing. So, they're making... They're making the caster much more dangerous. They're making the decker so much easier to get into. Um, 
both on like your dice rolls and mechanics and on the cost. So that might shift a little bit of my prior, my own priorities. So I have to admit after, you know, re-listening to some of the crit squad stuff, rigor is kind of fun sounding again. I don't know. So uh, I'm still kind of waiting for more info on everything though. <laughs> I mean, like I got some info on, it. I can tell you like uh, the spells, are modular so it's going to be a lot easier to like make your own so and that that will determine like literally they came out and said like we want people to be able to make their own and their plan is uh the magic expansion book instead of being just like a list of spells is going to be a list of modules that you plug into the spell so like fire used on other people healing warm healing and it has a warming effect when you heal people. And it's like, I was looking through it last night, I posted a couple in one of my uh, uh, Discord servers that I found, like, the elemental effects are way more, like, involved. It's not just like, oh, you're doing fire damage. They may catch on fire. It's like, you do fire damage, and they take half of that damage continuously until they put it out. Uh, You get shoot someone with electricity. Even if they resist the damage and take no damage from it, they still, like, seize up and get a a penalty to their initiative and stuff like that. So elemental is, like, really important. I'm more dangerous for both sides now. I really like the whole uh, spending and gaining edge mechanics. What is that? That is a boost. That's fine. All right. Sorry, I thought my chair was about to collapse under me. Down with the sickness. But uh, yeah, Shadowrun's kind of one of my favorites. So it, as much as I love D and D Fifth Edition for the streamlined simplicity, I love Shadowrun for the insane crunch. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of things. I'm kind of looking forward to second edition Pathfinder. Like, since I took a look at the more recent uh, playtest packet and like, and the changes they made, and like, like I know a lot of people are complaining about it, but it's like you know I've been through a couple of editions of different games before. It's nothing new to me. It's like, I'm honestly kind of curious so, about like Gunslinger. I want to see if Gunslinger yeah. is adaptable to fifth edition because I know that there's concepts from fifth edition that they borrowed. And as much as I freaking love Matthew Mercer and worship everything he does and want him to notice me, please, senpai, um, <laughs> I don't really like the Gunslinger as a fighter archetype. Uh, it yeah. doesn't feel right to me, but I mean, considering it, it, with the exception of uh, like. Mm, yeah, some of the things meant solely for guns. It's like it does feel mu- pretty much like a fighter once you stop using guns. And it's like yeah, um, if you've got all the proficiencies, pretty much get all the like armors as well, depending on what archetype you take. Like, but nonetheless, it's like having said that, I would really like to see when they drop like uh, what is gun use into second edition. Like, that would be interesting. It's like. Uh, they are doing a thing where, with uh, what is it? They're taking a little, little bit something from 5e and a little bit something from Starfinder, where they've made archetypes more universal. Where yeah, it's like, hey, like ones you... that anyone can take, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, hey, at these points, swap whatever you've got on this, this, and this level, and put this, this, and this instead. And it's like, and they've also treated multi-class in that same manner too. So it's like you don't get the full package, but you also but you get like core bits of that package that you can throw into what you've got. It's like so, instead of having some sort of like either swapping, I think it, how can I put it? 
instead of the whole, hey, you take a few levels of this and you take a few levels of that, or simply like, hey, here's an archetype that allows you to take these things in, for this particular class or whatnot. It's pretty much just like, hey, here's a feat. Here's the basics of spell casting up to level four. And then you can get another feat later down the line that adds like maybe three more levels. That Who knows? <laughs> Something like that. And it's like, so it's kind of a build-it-yourself kind of thing. It's like, it sounds a little bit like a homebrew I came across um, a while back of multi-class feats, where instead of like yeah. taking a class, you take the feat, like say you're a fighter, you want to pick up Barbarian Rage, but you don't want to multi-class into that. When you hit level 4, yeah. instead of taking an ASI, you take Barbarian's Rage feat, and it gives you access to Rage once per day or something like that, and then at higher levels, yeah. it increases like how they're going to do the um, Dragon Marks for Eberron. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, my biggest issue with uh, a lot of the fire stuff is the built-in gun failure mechanic, because, mm. I mean, that's... I mean, if it's, like, a gun that you make yourself, it's one thing. If it's a gun that you design yourself, that's another thing. If it's, like, I go to the store and I pick up this pistol, because pistols are a thing. Like, firearms are actually a thing in Ravnica. It's been like the is it have freaking flamethrowers of course they know how to propel a lead slug uh, and they don't have gone at actively suppressing fire powder so it's entirely doable um i like how w- wizards is doing um artificers as like the gunslinger class where they're the only class that natively gets uh firearm proficiencies it, it kind of works for them and i like it a lot more than being the guy who can drop grit points on stuff like that instead of the person experimenting and building his own gun. I'm okay with, like, a failure chance and stuff like that, but, I mean, once you've broken the gun, like, two or three times, you're just punishing the player for using a mechanic after that. And I I don't like that. I, I, I It's like I was telling y'all uh, when it came to pets, I'll ask a couple times, like, did you bring Kay with you? Did you make sure Kay's okay? Did you walk your dog today? And then after yeah, that, it'll stop good. being fun, and that's what's the point of doing something if it's not fun in a game. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, the yeah. DMG has rules for that. Did y'all know that? The <laughs> DMG has freaking laser rifles in it. <laughs> I I was on D&D Beyond and, and uh, going through the forums, and someone made a post that's like, I found an antimatter rifle under my fighter options, and it's like... <laughs> One, yeah, it's in the DMG. Two, check with your DM before you take that. <laughs> Here's like those situations where it's like, yeah, it'll be an awesome idea until your DM like, says no. Yeah, like D and D is a stranger to uh, like, ah, uh, what was it? To weird sci-fi sessions. And it's like, oh no, uh, lost well as, laboratory yeah, of hopping. Yeah, and like hop hopping over into other dimensions and whatnot, occasionally visiting Earth. And like, yeah, I, uh, or some crazy alternative to Earth. And it's like California, to quote uh, Puffin Forest. Like Acquisition Incorporated, actually, like in character, met Chris Perkins. <laughs> yeah, there's some, some weird, weird meta in Acquisition. Yeah, weird meta Wizards of the Coast actually had gnomes as part of their hires <laughs> and so on. I mean, Ravnica Which, is... hey, you know, it's not the first time they did it. They are in comics where they're, like, behind the scenes of D&D. <laughs> I mean... It's like, so how does magic work? We don't know. It's like, <laughs> I mean, if it was known to everyone, then we wouldn't have wizards, would we? <laughs> everyone would do it. 
actual wizards on the coast, yeah. Uh, uh, but, like, Ravnica is actually, like, part of the D&D cosmetology now. And it's like, I had to sit down and Meryl is like, well, what gods are there in Ravnica? And it's like, well, the Orzhov worship themselves and money. Uh, the Gruul worship old gods, which are basically large, angry animals. And that's about it. So I had to be like... Celestia have the world tree. Yeah, the uh, Matt Celestia, which is like... It's basically the world tree, but it's like really just a giant elemental. Like, I've seen the stats for it. It's a giant elemental. I mean, I'm sorry. It's a giant elemental. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But However, they have... Acking has pretty much straight up said that you can use... That with proper, like, I guess, equipment, you can use the world tree and particular energies from it to travel to other dimensions. So, like, to yeah. have it be insisted planeswalker, quote unquote. Yeah, I, I mean, say. after the uh, time spiral event or whatever it was called, planeswalkers are literally just uh, Joe Schmo who has the ability to cast uh, plane shift at will. Like, most of them are pretty powerful wizards because they're also fa- functionally immortal and so have a lot of time to study magic. But, mm. yeah, they're basically uh natural plane shifters and that's really like it so i had to sit down and it's like because they didn't cover stuff like this in the book in the uh, ravnica book and i was like okay so why are there no other gods and it's like well guild pack says that the orzov church is in charge of gods and the guild pack is what controls literally every aspect of ravnica so by putting the Orzov in charge, uh, the Orzov go, we worship ourselves and money, then that effectively locks out every other divine being at this point with, like, a couple small exceptions that wiggle in through the cracks. Like, um, the Boros Angels are all angels created by the original Boros founder. And so there's only a set number of them, and all Boros Angels are female. And all demons are descended from Rakdos. So it's like, okay, how do I make this work with everything else? And it's like, well, Orzov locked out all the other gods, so that takes care of that. Rakdos beat the heck out of... Rakdos is beefy. Like, I looked at Rakdos versus, like, Orcus, and I would put it on the showman, honestly, between the two. So, uh, I can see that and it's the same thing with like why aren't there dragons everywhere is because Ms. Nevik killed any dragon that was as smart or thought that it would be smarter than him I kind of wish we had Meryl here to ask him about being a cleric in Ravnica oh that's I can tell you about that uh you don't actually have to worship a god as a cleric you just have to revere a philosophy and that's where the power comes from is the philosophy it's just that gods generally are an embodiment of a philosophy and guide their followers so it it's kind of a chicken or the egg situation it's like how a paladin doesn't have to worship a god it just has to follow its oath and it draws its power from that oath and really the difference between a paladin and a warlock is one is drawing their power from their oath, and the other is drawing their power from an agreement with something. But that's just my headcanon. That's not necessarily, like, how it works universally. Every D&D world is different, and uh, there's a good chance y'all may end up visiting a couple other, because I have the rules for Spelljammer, because I have a Spellhelm instructions, and I have instructions on how to build ships. 
And but if we can travel, we might end up running to gnomes. So I don't know if that's safe. The, like I said before, Ravnica is not an isolated plane anymore. Like when the Ghost Quarter disappeared, like that's because it got merged into like the Great Wheel or whatever the World Tree or whatever you want to call it. There's everything else out there. There's Tori Bull. There's Ebron. Uh, there's oh, what is the little dark sun called? Oh, this is gonna... I no, I just know it is dark sun. <laughs> yeah, I know it is dark sun too. It's like I, if I get the stuff for it and I ever get a chance, I totally want to run a dark sun style Mad Max game, especially with like the vehicle rules that are coming in descent from Descentive into Avernus. <sighs> Which I am super looking forward to because, for no other reason, abyssal chickens. I, I will look forward to playing a th- Thrycreen again. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what I'm treating the crawl as. So mm. I grabbed the Trikeen stat. I mean, I have some stat blocks for crawl, but they're like crawl death speaker. And it's like, that is a really powerful thing. I need just like Joe the cricket man who hangs out at the bar and talks to people. And- okay, well. I actually need to get going myself. Yeah, I'm getting ready to head out, uh, stretch a little bit. I have been sitting and talking long enough. Uh, I love that shirt. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> it's not inaccurate for how it is to grow up with ADD. Uh, anyway. Hey. Surprised that text didn't mention Nim. When I kind of half think that you picked Ravnica just to avoid Nim again. No, I, I would have been fine with Nim, honestly. Um,. Uh, my entire plan was like, we'll do a campaign in Ravnica, and when this ends, we'll do a campaign in my homebrew. And then I found out Shadowrun 6 edition is a thing, and I was like, fuck my homebrew world! Shadowrun! <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, go ahead, head on out, Ruby. Thanks for sticking around doing, uh, hanging out and chatting. Sorry we didn't get many questions, but appreciate, like, the sharing. I hope everyone in the chat enjoyed. Um, thanks for watching with us. Um, music during this was provided by Sirenscape. Um, like and subscribe if you're watching this on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Twitch if you want to follow us on Twitch. Find a friend, hold them down, and make them watch an episode. Uh, please, for me, I really appreciate it. Plus, you'll probably have fun wrestling your friend to the ground and forcing him to watch us do weird shit every now and then. I don't know. Whatever makes you happy. Go be you. But thanks for watching us. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys.